uh, what we do have to determine is uh, order. Do we have any volunteers to go? I will go last, but any volunteers to go first? Me. Okay. <laughs> that makes. We easy. usually just get silence there, so I figured uh, I would not do silence. Who wants to be number two? See, this is the silence. I can be number two. <laughs> I can be number two. All right. Who does number two work for? That's what I was going for. <laughs> In this case, Andy works for Bradley. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> number two. So, interestingly <laughs> Just enough. Just keep repeating that over and over again. Yeah. I can say that. Number um, two. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> he threw him off. Threw him off. Two. <laughs> Uh, of my of my top Number ten two. for the year, since I added Rise of Skywalker. What was number two? <laughs> number two actually is one of these three that I've seen in the last two weeks. Now I want number two. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm too tired. I was saying, this is like almost not fair to do to Mike right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's okay i understand it but yeah the uh, three in the last two weeks number two weeks <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. this is gonna be a thing <laughs> you know it probably it probably won't be the moment we actually get out of this and start recording so i'm gonna make it a thing it's gonna be the cold open for sure oh yeah definitely <laughs> I, I think it's why like i feel like that's part of why he's doing it but at the Andy same knows time we need material to start this episode <laughs> before we can get going well i'm sometimes i think like oh yeah andy's definitely trying to get us some cold open material and then sometimes i'm like no that's just andy yeah, like yeah a lot of times it's just me <laughs> fucking around <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, it, it's good either way. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> Sometimes it feels good to go number two. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and His Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is the Andalorian, Andy Stulls. What's up, podcast people? Uh, Mr. Movie Slut, Josh Zorch. Always welcome. Oh, man, I messed up. <laughs> and Doing Darth Poole, a.k.a. Darth Pooey himself, Mike Bradley. I feel like you're doing half our intros for us. I like it. I am. It, it, well, it smooths I things out a little rough. bit. I was going with Andy's nickname, and I was like, "Well, everybody else sort of has nicknames too. I got to put everybody else's nickname in there too." <laughs> when when did that nickname for Andy come about? I missed this. Uh, Friday, a couple days ago, he finally told us yeah. about it. Yeah, nice. I like it. It works. Uh, all right, so we are back for one of at least my favorite episodes. I I don't want to speak for everybody, but one of my favorite episodes we ever do every year, which is our top ten most anticipated movies for the next year. So this would be for twenty twenty. Uh, if you've listened to one of these episodes before, each of us ranks our top 10 most anticipated for the next year. 
We give ourselves a few honorable mentions to go with it too. And we just kind of compare our lists. So we usually start with everyone's number 10. We go to everyone's number 9 and so on and so forth until we get to number 1. And just kind of shoot the shit about oh, it. It's reversed. It is reversed. Damn it. You've done this before. It's been a couple years, <laughs> gonna, but you've done this before. We're going to start with number one, and then we're going to work all the way to our least, most anticipated. And Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, it's, we're going it's against the concept of the all time. <laughs> yeah, we'll save the uh, we'll save the honorable mentions for last, just to see if uh, we hit anybody's honorable mentions and discuss them as we're going, and then whatever's sort of left that we haven't talked about, we'll we'll hit. So, so when so do, so do you think I'm not personally a religious person, but do you think when Moses got the Ten Commandments that he did something similar, or do you think do you think he started with number one, or do you think he started with number ten? I think he started with number two. <laughs> <laughs> you get you let him walk into that one. Are we going History of the World Part 1? And he started with the 15... Oh, wait. 10. Um, I don't know. I figured that's like the first top 10 list, right? I guess it would be, yeah. So... So did he bury the lead, or did he lead up to that? Yeah. Maybe they either learned because of how good his was, or they were like, he was the only one that ever went 1 to 10, and people were like... Oh, it doesn't work. Nope, don't try do again. Don't again. <laughs> <laughs> and not fair not to go off on a tangent but isn't it interesting how like thou shalt not kill is not number one <laughs> or at least like the first one you mention at least it's like number what seven or something on the list yeah you're asking the wrong person <laughs> i couldn't tell you what like, the order is make, make, make sure you go to church on sunday oh and probably i don't know a little later don't kill people <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so we determined our order beforehand, so we're going to go Mike first. Andy is number two. Uh, Josh. <laughs> number two. And then myself, I'll finish this off, and then we'll loop back around the mic. So, kicking, kicking us off for Mike's number ten. Give us what you got. Uh, for me, number ten comes a Disney movie releasing Expected, it says July 24th, 2020, and that is Jungle Cruise. Uh, this is Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, it looks like they're going to have some fun with this movie. Um, basic premise is like they're hunting down some something. You know, I mean, Indiana Jones-esque hunting something down in the jungle. And The Rock plays the rugged, explore, well, not explorer, but like... Uh, Riverboat, like actually, yeah, like, like riverboat operator, whatever you want to call them, and uh, yeah, they kind of meet up and they have to head on down the river. It looks just like a ton of fucking fun, um, and the cast is decent. I mean, outside of Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt, um, you've got Jesse Plemons, Jack Whitehall, Paul Giamatti. And a bunch of other people I don't necessarily recognize. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm just, it looks like it's going to be a fun movie. And uh, I think that's a good way to start the list off because it, I think it's either based on a ride that exists or they're making a ride of it. I think it's based off a ride, right? I've never done the Disneyland thing. I've never, like, I was never taken there as a kid, so I don't. 
I don't know. Yeah, if if it is, I think it might be at the park in California because I don't recall offhand yeah, seeing anything it. like this in Orlando. Exactly, I don't remember seeing it in Orlando anywhere. Do uh, I, I couldn't tell, but I wouldn't be surprised. Does it seem like they're just like sort of like they tried to do with Haunted Mansion right after um, Pirates of the Caribbean? Do you think they're going to try to use this as like a kickoff for another franchise of things, or they're just maybe tapping into hey, what else can we? I kind of adapt both yeah like i think if it's big enough then they'll franchise it just like anything today if it makes enough money they'll make a sequel yeah Yeah, good point but from the looks of the trailer i would say i i it looks like a one-off from the trailer but that's really tough to tell i actually feel like i remember watching the trailer but i feel like i've largely forgotten everything i watched in the trailer Fair enough. So I am curious to see what it what it ends up being, but I don't remember the trailer immediately grabbing me. So I I just don't have too much else to to add. I guess really it, is what I was getting at. <laughs> it just had you know what I mean. Like it, it struck a chord from several movies that I like. That uh, you know, like you, you get he him faking a lot of the jump scares for his customers, and it just, that reminded me of like the beginning of Land of the Lost. Um, and then you get the whole, like, National Treasure-ish kind of feel, Indiana Jones-ish kind of feel to it. Yeah. Um, and it's The Rock, and Emily Blunt as well, the two of them. I don't think they've ever done any other movies together that I know of. Um, yeah, nothing's coming to mind. But I enjoy both of them. I think they're both really good. So Yeah, agreed. I'm definitely down for it. Um, all right, anything else to add for Jungle Cruise or we'll go to Andy's number ten? Uh just uh, maybe amend my comment that I, I apparently there might be a Jungle Cruise ride at Orlando as well, so like F me in the face, I guess. I <laughs> was completely Is it a new one then? Yeah, I don't know. It's it, I'm not getting a whole lot of detail. They say it's in Magic Kingdom in Orlando. So I guess the like two times I've not, been there. I don't yeah, know. that's not ringing any bells. It's really not. But either I'm wrong. It's like apparently at the California Park and definitely Tokyo. Huh. So if you're uh, are one of our many many listeners in the Orlando, Greater Orlando area, <laughs> please uh chi- chime in and and correct the record. Or if you visit Disney a lot more often than any of us do. This is true. Let us know. <laughs> Um, all right, so we'll go to Andy's number 10. All right, my number 10 anticipated movie of 2020 is Bill and Ted Face the Music. So that was actually one of my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, the first two are hilarious, and I'm really excited to see a reprisal in the role by Keanu Reeves, especially after... All the John Wicks and <laughs> yeah. Matrixes and stuff. Very serious action type roles. I'm excited to see him sort of go back into a, a comedic. Timing. Put the woe back in Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, Did anybody see the movie? I think it was from like late 2018 called uh, Destination Wedding with him and uh, Winona. No. No. It is surprisingly, in my opinion, I think Sarah agreed, really freaking hilarious. <laughs> um, they are, as far as I can tell, with the exception of maybe 
like background noise. They are the only two people who speak in the entire movie. It's basically an entire series of conversations between just them. That's kind of weird. Uh, it is, but it's like, and it's really like intense, like rapid fire, like Aaron Sorkin style dialogue writing that just like moves and moves and moves. So like kudos to them for having been able to deliver the dialogue. And there's not a whole lot of like what look like cuts um, to like, you know, mask where like mistakes could have been made. Like it just seems like almost like a play on film uh, in the way that it was, it was made. But that in particular kind of reminded me like, oh yeah, Keanu Reeves actually does have comedic timing. Yeah. And he does you know, like, it's not, it's not strictly a comedy per se. Um, but I'm with Andy on that. Cause like, I definitely want to see him back in a role that is just 100% strictly like you have to kind of be doofy again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's been a long time since he's been doofy. Yeah, yeah. I, Andy, do you have um like strong fond memories of Bogus Journey? Because I don't think I've seen it since I was eight. You know what? Uh, I did watch it maybe like ten years ago. Okay, and what were, somewhere in that realm. How did it I feel? Got, <laughs> I got a free DVD from like Pizza Hut with my pizza. <laughs> it was Bogus Journey, and I was like, in like. I was like, holy shit, I forgot this movie exists. Yeah, so I like threw it in and I was like, wow. <laughs> so it's been a while and I want to do sort of a rewatch before I go see this movie. But Yeah, same. Definitely on Bogus Journey for me. Uh, one of my younger co-workers is about 24. Um, I brought up this like two weeks ago because I saw like some production stills uh, or something that had been released. And I said, hey, just just in case, like, do you know what Bill and Ted is? She's like, no, I, I've never heard of that. And I said, oh, it's Keanu Reeves and you know George Carlin back in the day. She said, oh, what's that about? So I lent it to her, and uh, I, I think she's going to uh, – she's off this week for New Year's, so I think she's going to watch it this week. So I'm definitely interested to hear what a 24-year-old <laughs> who has never seen Bill and Ted from, like, 1988 <laughs> thinks. I feel like Keanu is enough of a pop culture icon right now. Like, he's – very very big at this moment mm -hmm. so i feel like people will be more it's the right time for this to happen like it, that is a good point do you think because like they've been talking about this movie for i mean probably off and on for many many years but i think i, I feel like more strongly seriously maybe the last five yeah and i don't know they do you think it would have had the same steam if no. it had hit in like 2014 2015 as opposed to 2020 no, no. Uh, they they actually planned this quite perfectly. Yeah, like it, it, he's he's at the peak right now. Yeah, right. Does anyone know offhand if the other Bill and Ted movies are streaming somewhere? Because I'm thinking I I would actually like to rewatch them too, but I don't the know if they're even available. The first one anywhere. I believe is on Netflix still, but I'm not positive of that. It, it's been yeah. I watched it. Amy watched it for the first time about. Six to eight months ago. Okay. So I don't. I so can't, she found it somewhere to watch it. I'm pretty sure it was Netflix that we found it on at that if time. It, but if, if it, was, it was, it does not look like it's there anymore. Okay. Well, like I said, it was six to eight months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That their cycles can be kind of off. Sometimes, every once in a while, if you guys have any red box red box kiosks near you, sometimes if a sequel movie comes out or like the third in a trilogy. 
some of the red box, I'll put the original movies in the red box so you can go like rent them. That's a good yeah, point. Okay. They did that for John Wick when John Wick three came out. Like you could go get John Wick two and John Wick one at the red box if you wanted to catch up and then go see three. Oh, uh, Bogus Journey is included with uh, Amazon Prime. There you go. Done. Uh, Ad- Excellent Adventure is not, but it is you know available to rent for like three bucks. But yeah, Bogus yeah. Journey apparently looks like it is. I might rent it if it was number two. <laughs> Which one is first? I'm trying to remember. Incredible. Excellent Adventure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Excellent. excellent Adventure. Yeah. Excellent Adventure. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I'm interested to see that movie. Even just the way that you guys talked about it, too. I think the I'm, I'm more curious, I think. And I think it could have made my top ten had we seen a trailer. I think I think getting a taste for a lot of these movies is what put me over the edge for some of my anticipated list. Like some of the ones that I have in honorable mentions are ones that I want to see, but there's no trailer, so I don't know what to expect, and that's where this one fell. Yeah, I would agree. Oh, uh, I will let you know. So uh, for some reason, when I when you search uh, just like Bill and Ted in like Prime Video results, there's two different entries that you get for Bogus Journey. The one says it is included with Prime membership, but it is leaving Prime on December 31st. Oh, shit. You got like two and a half days. I'm watching that after so, this podcast. Before yep. you have Finish to pay podcast, $3 for it. Watch Bill and Ted. So by the time this comes out, Bill and Ted will no longer be on Amazon Prime. <laughs> for, for free, but if you're still available sorry. for rent. <laughs> well, that helps us. We, we have a window of opportunity here. Um, all right. Anything else for Bill and Ted? Nothing. All right, uh, Josh, you're number 10. Okay. Um, my number 10 is... I, I was surprised that this landed so low, but I think it's because... So, all right, let's not bury the lead. It's Dune. And Okay. You know what? I completely forgot that that is due to come out next year, and I did not get it on my list at all. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like late... Revise, late de- revise, December. revise. I know. Um, I yeah, you haven't, you haven't I gone should... yet. You can quickly... like you, if you can edit that part out. No one will ever know. That's true. Um, there's... You know, I, I watched the old Dune movie once, I want to say maybe college or something, and... I don't remember much about it. I never read the books. I the only I'll be honest, the only real reason that I have any interest in this is some of the cast and that it's Denny V. Yeah. And he has just delivered like two or three solid good hits in a row that like whatever his next project was going to be, I was going to see it. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I I know nothing about Dune. I've never seen the original. I've heard it's weird. It's about the gist of it. Um, but if you've paid attention to my favorite movies of the past couple of years, he's hit my top movie twice. Yeah. So I'm I think in a row. Invested. I think it was like yeah. 16 it and was, 17. Yeah. Arrival and Blade Runner were my were two of my tops. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious to see what he does next. And if, if this is the movie he's picking, I have to give it a shot. I uh, just go ahead. I was gonna say I fall into the other category. I love the old movie. Um, I read the book a long, long time ago. Uh, this appears much higher on my list, um, and I'm since they announced this, I've been looking forward to it greatly. Uh, so yeah, and again, that might have been better for me had we seen a trailer for this already. Well, th- this isn't till December. 
So yeah, so we're still a ways out. Like the end. Um, this is Christmas next year. Yeah, yeah but I almost feel like even a year out, some people do like the real short teasers for the stuff that comes out next year. Yeah, and putting it in front of Star Wars like that, I think would have been perfect. True, that would have been a good good place for it. I, I think one of the reasons that you know, if you have even like fleeting impressions of the 1984 movie of like why it might seem strange like it was a david lynch movie Mm -hmm. so from what i can tell like the source material was you know definitely sci-fi fantasy you know of of a different nature to begin with and then you put david lynch in front of it (laughs) it's you know just it's gonna like put it in a blender and make it all crazy like yeah and just out of you know doing my due diligence i was scrolling through the cast and your boy desmalchin's in there i know he has become a denny v staple and i like that (laughs) so yeah he was in blade runner and prisoners um yeah the the, rest of the cast is great actually i mean that's the thing it's It's not like just like one or two people it's rebecca ferguson timothy uh chalamet oscar isaac zendaya Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Batista, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bardet, Desmolchin. Um, it's deep. It's it's a good bench. Yeah, when Javier yeah. Bardem is the tenth person listed on IMDb, your cast yeah, and, is strong. And, yeah, the and the way at least I this page I'm looking at is saying it's sorting by the IMDb star meter. <laughs> so, well, I guess like whatever the the like user ratings or 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 user visits. Maybe how that's how it measures it, but you know, so all those people ahead of him are getting their pages visited more, I suppose, than Bardem. But and you know, once you get to that point, you're like, oh, all those people, all those people, and Bardem, holy shit! Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it feels like it's gonna be really strong. Uh, Andy, anything to add for Dune? Uh, Dune did make okay so to do this i just sort of went through the whole list of movies coming out in 2020 on a couple of different websites and wrote down every single movie i wanted to see yeah and then i ranked the top 10 so this made the list but it did not make the top 10 so, so honorable I mention that was one of your honorable, honorable mention okay fair enough yeah i actually think, I think that's, that's where i'm gonna stick mine too is i'm gonna put it i, I can't revise my top 10 at this point i'm sticking with it so it's gonna <laughs> it, this is basically an honorable mention for me too right and i think it made it there because of what brian said um I didn't really see any sort of trailer for it, so I am anticipating it, but I think it may have cracked the top ten if I had seen some sort of trailer. I feel like it's one of those movies, like, I feel like I remember hearing about this after Blade Runner, and I was like, oh, that should be interesting for him to do next after Blade Runner, but it's taking so long to make that I honestly just forgot about it. Yeah. Well, to some degree, I think, yeah, I think we're we're also getting, you know, it's no fault of you specifically, but I think we're also getting very spoiled at the rate that things become available and completed to us. Oh yeah. So like to go from finishing something like Blade Runner that was very involved to taking three years to make your next movie when that next movie is Dune. Right. You know, it's not that ridiculous, but I I think it's it's a, just a product. Our, our thinking in that way is just a product of the times. Yeah, at the rate everything turns around and at the rate we get trailers released and stuff like that, it's easy to lose yourself in all the stuff that's happening now and not the stuff that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, anything else for, for Dune? Nothing? All right, uh, my number 10. My number 10 is Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Okay. I, that all- I was not 
sure the first trailer that where Sonic looked weird before the redesign, I was like, okay, there's some humor in there. Uh, bringing back like '90s Jim Carrey, I'm here for it. Yeah. But Sonic design looked fucking creepy. And then when they redesigned yeah. him and released the trailer again, I was all in. the The humor seemed like it was better. Um, it, Jim Carrey yeah, still it, seems completely over the top. I am here for it. <laughs> and I like the fact that it's all, it almost feels like a buddy cop thing with yes. James Marsden. Yes. <laughs> and if no one, if anyone has ever seen Sex Drive. Marston is fucking hilarious in that movie. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. So I am I'm anxious to see him in another comedy. Um, this also made my top ten at number nine. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I, I uh, think getting back around to Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey, doing yeah what he was always so good at. Uh, that definitely was always a draw for me. Even when Sonic looks stupid, I was kind of like you know. It's still Jim Carrey playing Dr. Robotnik or Eggman, whichever one he's actually going to be. I guess it's, yeah. you know, like, I, I can't even tell them apart, honestly. But it's going to be fun seeing him. Even if the rest of it sucks and is ridiculous, it's going to be fun watching him. Yeah. Uh, Josh, anything for Sonic? Not especially. It, it made the calendar for the year. <laughs> I'm sure I will. I mean, I wouldn't even put, have... Put it on. There were several movies that I'm sure are on your guys' either top tens or general calendars that aren't even going to make my calendar. Um, and so like it made it made the calendar. So I'll try to get out to get it at, at some point. Um, but it just with everything else, it didn't intrigue me enough to to crack the top ten. Gotcha. Uh, all right, so we'll loop around to Mike's number nine. Um, my number nine is The King's Man. Um, the prequel to Kingsman and Kingsman Golden Circle. Um, looks great from the trailer. Looks like they're taking it in a completely new era, obviously, here. Different direction. Um, again, here, the cast is incredible. But that's expected for these movies, I guess. But, I mean, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Gemma Arterton, Ray Fiennes, Charles Dance, Stanley Tucci, Daniel Brohl, Jamon Huansu... Resifons. It's it, it's got a solid cast for what it's gonna be. Um, Golden Circle was a bit of a letdown, so I'm hoping they can swing things back around uh, with this one. Yeah, I think there was some confusion. A lot of people when Golden Circle was coming out, uh, I feel like Taron Egerton kept getting asked, so what's going on with the next Kingsman? Like, are you going to be in it? And he's like, no, I'm not in the next one. And then everyone's like, oh my god, he's not in Kingsman 3. No, no, no. Kingsman 3 is happening. It's still <laughs> on a release schedule somewhere. This is a prequel that they are doing before that movie. So, obviously, if it's a prequel, Taron Egerton's Eggsy is not in this movie. Yes, because this is a... This is like how they... The origin story of the Kingsman. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is going... That interests me on itself. Like, how did they really come to be? Because I think, like... And you wonder why they're doing it before... Like, if Kingsman 3 is still happening, they have to be doing the prequel first because it's somehow going to tie into the third one, is the way I would think. Maybe. Um, like, you know, if you're going to if you're gonna end the trilogy some way, tying it back to the beginning of how everything started, I think, is a good way to do it. So if you're going to give me the story of how everything started and then wrap it up with number three, I think that that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. The trailer's out there. It looks good. Uh, Got delayed. It was supposed to be Valentine's Day. They pushed it till September, I think. Uh, June 9th. Oh, that, no, 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 no. That's definitely the wrong date. No, no, that's when they updated. That Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, September 18th, 2020. Okay. That's where the... I was reading the wrong date. I saw a date and just assumed it was the right one. No. September 18th, 2020 is the release date now. So hopefully that's that's a good sign and not a bad sign. We'll just polish up the movie a little bit better, tighten some things up, and we'll get it six months later. Yep. Or seven, however many months later that is. Seven. I mean, you were... That was close. All right. Uh, anybody else? Anything to add for Kingsman? Uh, it actually did not make my list. Not even honorable mention. Mm-mm. Did you see the other two? I saw the first one. Okay. It's uh, it's on the calendar. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it will be on my list a little bit later. It did, it did make my top ten. Um, all right, so... Number nine for Andy, you said, was Sonic? Sonic the Hedgehog, correct. Okay, that's where you talked about that. We'll flint over to Josh for number nine. Uh, We've actually, yeah, continued to already hit some repeats. My number nine is Bill and Ted Face the Music. Okay. Nice, nice. Uh, All right, so on to number nine for me. My number nine is Bad Boys for Life, (laughs) which I was hoping would be higher up on my list, and I'm a little scared of this movie because I have wanted this sequel for so long. So I'm I'm trying not to go in with very very high expectations because I'm afraid it's going to disappoint me. But the best part about those movies is Will Smith and Martin Lawrence playing off of each other. And this movie, at least from the trailer, seems like it still has that in spades. So I'm excited. Yeah, there's still comedy gold together. I think. Yes. So so yeah. can I can I ask Brian? Are you putting it this low on your list just to give yourself like a hedge in case it doesn't turn out that well? And you could say, well, it's not like it was number two. <laughs> kind of. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew that was going to be a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's even looking at the list, I'm like, there's there is some stuff that I feel like I'm looking forward to more than that. And it was like, do I really want to put a lot more money on that being better than some of the other stuff that I'm thinking I'm looking forward to? So, yeah, I just kind of stuck it lower. All right. Fair. Yeah. It it made my list, but it's honorable mention. Okay. Yeah, it's on my calendar. Josh, after having experienced both bad boys now, that's all it gets, just on the calendar. Um, so I mean, I kind of had to really <laughs> think about this one. Like I, I thought, you know, because especially like with the the recency of of having seen those, it does look, it does look fun. I'll give you that. I think we talked about this okay. when like the the first trailer was released that the fact that. Dave, you know, Michael Bay is not behind the director's chair right. this time should, uh, you know, ease any apprehension about it to a large degree. Um, but since I'm just not that vested in it over a long period of time, um, yeah, it didn't hit the 10, but uh, it definitely, definitely made the calendar and it's coming soon, right? It's like, I mean, January, by the time this gets right? out, yeah, it's That's like January 17th. Me. Yeah. It's the release date is weird. For a movie that I think is supposed to be this like action-packed summer blockbuster kind of feel, that it's releasing the middle of January is weird. I think they're going for that January market that nobody's tapped into. 
I mean, which is smart if that's yeah, if that's the because... reason. But typically, when they unload movies in weird months, it's because they don't have confidence in it, not because they think it's going to make right. money there. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll give you that. But think sorta... of think of what happened with Men in Black this year. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of movies where like they're going back to the well and pulling these out because they think that there is a big fan desire to you know dip back in. And, and maybe they thought there was, uh, but not as much for the general rest of the general audience. And so I feel like bad boys will hit more people than the men in black thing would. It could, but it's going to if it falls far short of those hopes or expectations, it's going to be highlighted that much more if you put it out in June. Well, yeah. And, and but I, I like I would say, like, I think the difference there is that bad boys one and bad boys two kind of still hold up to what they were you don't think men in the first men in black does the first men in black does but the they spoiled the franchise with all the sequels like the okay. first one was really good the second one less good but still passable the third one is trash now i'd make an argument for three. Oh, i can't uh, yeah i i would i like three better than two yeah agree sure oh I, I i feel like they <laughs> They kind of messed the franchise up personally, and that's why, it, like, people were like, "Okay, so, you know, you couldn't get Will Smith back." You know, like, this is another Will Smith franchise we're talking about. But I think that's part of it. Yeah, you're not getting the original guys back, and this, the Bad Boy sequel, I think, works because you're getting the original guys back. Yeah, if this was a so remake, it has, has a little bit more weight to it, like with new people taking over. I, I don't think it would work at all. Yeah. And, and this thing with Men in Black, it actually does lend itself on paper to, you know, different people at a later time. Oh, yeah. You know, in history, take, being, being a part of that organization and, and that lifestyle and everything. Yeah, Bad Boys, it just what you'd, you'd literally just be borrowing the name. Yep. I think the other part that's hesitant for me, too, is like, okay, Michael Bay's not doing it, so I expected... I guess like a well-known action director to take over and there's a duo directing and I don't recognize them at all. So I don't know what else they've done. Um, wait, I gotta look them up. Uh, Ad, Adel L oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to butcher everybody's name. Adel L Arby and Bilal Fala are the two directors. Okay. Which I'd have to look at their IMDb specifically to see what else they've done. I don't think they've done much. Couple, couple features, couple things in TV. Yeah, TV shorts, like. shorts images, couple film. Either none of the stuff on here I have ever heard of. So the fact that this is like their big break type of movie, I'm a little bit hesitant. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's been a couple. I think that you know this is almost becoming a little more common for like constant collaborative directors and you know being like co-producers and maybe even like story runners on things like they did that on captain marvel um you know co-directors who typically just do projects together uh, i mean look at the russo right. brothers um and I but any, anybody that goes through the marvel machine i feel confident they're going to come out okay i don't i don't know if these guys would have that kind of backing and help true but yeah maybe there's something about you know elementally about their prior work um you know, as a whole, that the, you know, production thought, let's just give him a shot. I mean, get, anybody else is already going to have a reputation for something. They're going to have critical baggage, if nothing else. Like, this is just fresh. 
Yeah. This is, let's see what they can do. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, then it's like, you know, one more notch in their film school for them. And honestly, I feel like watching the trailer, if someone didn't tell you Michael Bay's not directing this, it does still kind of feel Michael Bay-ish. It does. They, they do try to emulate his style. So it, there's there's enough confidence there that I'm like, it could be good, but I'm still kind of, like Josh said, kind of hedging my bets. And, mm. and if it fails, at least I can say, well, it wasn't, you know, in my top five. <laughs> so well, you'll you'll know <laughs> in like two and a half weeks. I know, which is actually, I keep forgetting that, but it's, a, it's pretty cool. I'm I'm looking forward to that. So so on that I have one question and one teaser. Um the question is Josh, is on yep. the calendar is that your honorable mention or is that like below no. honorable mention? So anything that makes the calendar is just things that I've laid out for the year that sound interesting enough that make me think I would probably like to see that movie. Okay. Just in general. And okay. if so I it's can like... see it in a theater, that's probably a better experience. Out out of anything that's on the calendar that's not in the top ten, there's honestly only going to be probably like two or three additional honorable mentions that just would have skimmed by at you know, le- le- using your system, let's call it ten B C Okay. Ten D, if you will. Fair enough. Uh the tease that I have is that Michael Bay makes my top ten for twenty nineteen. Uh, spoilers. I know what it is. Spoilers. Oh, okay. I I think I I'm thinking the only movie I know that he did that came out in 2019. So yeah. That... I actually don't. Um. All right. So that was my number nine. We'll loop back around to Mike for number eight. Uh, my number eight is a Black Widow. Um, I feel like I don't. I don't want to say, like, this is coming in low on the list or anything like that, or maybe higher on your guys' list or something, but I uh, have this at number eight. I think more is a testament to the quality of the rest of the list uh, ahead of it, and it looks awesome. Uh, This looks like it's going to be another... I don't want to say another genre for Marvel Studios because it's not necessarily, but I feel like it's going to feel different than a lot of the other movies have. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a very good thing. I'm actually hoping that it does quite a bit. Um, Yeah, I agree. I think we talked a lot about this recently when we discussed the trailer. Um, And I'm hoping kind of for what I said... Or not, I don't know if it was me or you or whoever said it at the time. I hope it's true in that there's a reason why we've never seen Natasha called Black Widow, and that's because the actual Black Widow is her sister that we meet in this movie. And the super heroine of Black Widow carries on as her sister in the MCU. That would be cool. Um, Can I offer a hot take on that? Sure. I actually hope this is the end of Black Widow. I think and so. No one takes up the mantle at all. I don't think Correct. it was her mantle to begin with, is what I'm saying. No, I, and I agree. I, I, but I, I think that the end of I want to say, um, I think the arc of Scarlett Johansson coming to an end in Endgame 
and this being the thing that as an actress and for that character that she earned over the 10 years of being involved in these movies is well overdue and it's it's not it's not just throwing a bone to someone who didn't deserve it like we should have had this four or five years ago yeah but i think the story think team a, a has a fin- reason for why it's where it's at i'm hoping I'm, I'm so let me say i i go going in i have one perception and if they do a good enough job to change my mind coming out that is fine yeah um but i think the idea of the black widow whoever that is supposed to be whether it's informal or formal um i am okay with the notion of scarlet as an actress and the character of black widow getting her due at this point but closing that chapter now oh yeah i'm fine with it if that's how it goes i was it's just you know speculating Mm -hmm. that maybe because we've never seen her called the black widow and this movie is called black widow that maybe sure that's what happens but i would say definitely something that happens in this movie is going to impact phase four if you will at least something i don't i can't I guess, say yeah, what, I guess, but there's I guess going to be degree. a phase four impact this is the first movie of phase four there has to be something some right why else point. do it then right yeah i'm with you so whatever that might be i guess we just gotta wait I, and find out but yeah i I think part of it is knowing, you know, the next three years that they've already laid out and they're already introducing like seven new characters, even if you just count the Eternals as one, um, still trying to find spots for carryover characters, especially those like Black Widow who are gone now. Right. You know, just making sure that that name still carries through, whether it's a different person that we're now calling that. Um, just seems a little daunting to me. Like I said, I feel like the, does Endgame kind of closed that chapter. Like that is done, and that's okay. It just I don't know if they're trying to like monkey wrench. Like if they, if they still f- tried to find ways to keep Tony Stark running through like the prevailing storylines, like that they don't need to do that anymore. Well, like what they gave he, us was satisfactory. He does appear on the IMDb page for this movie. For this and and right and I. That kind of makes rumored, sense, though. It to does some degree, say at least rumored. given the timeline, but yeah, given the timeline, it makes sense for him to be there in some extent. Yeah, so like, like I said, if they if they change my mind, that's great. I'm like that guy sitting, you know, the meme of the guy sitting at the park bench with the sign, like Black Widow should be done after this. Change my mind. Yeah, fair enough. I I it is it did make my list a little bit later. I am excited to see more of the MCU spy genre. Like I think, I think Captain America: Winter Soldier is is still probably my favorite, or at least top yeah. three mm-hmm. MCU movies. So to give us another movie that seems to be in that vein, I'm all for it. Yeah, same here. It also made my list, except higher. Uh, slight spoilers: it didn't make my ten at all. Wow. Honorable mention, at least. It's on the ca- it's on the calendar. Would definitely probably make honorable mention. <laughs> so it's not yeah. honorable. So, okay, so I feel I like Josh saying. has this on the calendar category that none of the rest of us get to have. Yeah, I feel like it's the um, almost like you guys seen the the internship with uh, on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the online on the line thing? <laughs> it's more or less for Josh. Like, well, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's not, it's not on my list, but I'm gonna see it. And yeah, right. It's it's the kickoff of Phase Four, like Mike said. Like, there's no way I'm not going to. But when we when we get a little further in into the show and I get to a different entry, I can maybe better explain, like better justify why it's not in the ten. Okay. Um, all right. So let's go to Andy's number eight. My number eight is Death on the Nile. I very much enjoyed uh, Murder on the Orient Express, not having come into it completely cold, not knowing anything about Murder on the Orient Express, that it was a book, that it was like a prevailing um, detective that has a whole bunch of different stories, apparently. Um, I'm really excited about this because I thought that, um, I just lost his name in my memory, but... Uh, Brano? Brano, yeah. Are you talking about... What is it? Are you talking about the inspector, or are you talking about the actor that plays the inspector? Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Branagh, yeah. Yeah. He did an excellent job, and I i don't know. I i thought it was a really enjoyable movie for something I had no expectations for. I i don't know. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, for me, uh, this was an honorable mention. Um, same thing. I, I loved uh, the first one. They put out recently. Of course, they've all been made before. Um, and this one was kind of an honorable mention because I had never read Murder on the Orient Express, but like the one Agatha Christie novel I've read was Death on the Nile. And so I know how it ends unless they change it, which, you know, who the hell knows? Maybe to keep people who know the story guessing. But when it's a who done it kind of thing, um, and you already know who done yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it can definitely put a little bit of a damper on it. So that's why I didn't make my top ten. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. So, I, real quick, I'll just chime in because since I I'll be next after this, uh, this made this was number seven for me. Okay. Um, and I think the fun thing about this, and there are, uh. You know, Gwendolyn Christie readers, or I'm sorry, no, Gwendolyn Christie, Agatha Christie, <laughs> uh, who have read you know many more of their books. If other other than the Inspector, if there are other recurring characters that go through any of these storylines, because if not, this could be really fun if they continue this on for you know a three or four movie series every few years, because you get the opportunity to compile a brand new like a list ensemble cast yeah every movie every single time yeah, yeah. like looking down this awesome. you have gal gadot army hammer annette benning uh letitia wright russell brand so you can definitely keep changing it up and, and putting a lot of different uh, differently interesting people together yeah i i'm with andy Morty and murder on the orient express i thought was a lot better than i expected not that i Really, I guess expected much going in, but it, it surprised me, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised me. Um, it did not make my top ten, but I I might actually have to add it to honorable mentions. I kind of forgot about that one too. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, or maybe I'll just make the uh, I'll see it list like Josh does, and <laughs> I will see this one. Fair enough. Yeah, it it hit one more spot higher than me for Andy for a lot of those reasons as well, because I think with. Murder on the Orient Express is, in principle, an extremely simple plot. 
there's mm-hmm. not a lot that is really going on. There's not many set pieces. It's not going all over the place and tracking people down and investigating. You know, it's it's. I just, sort of it's a slow enjoyed burn. that about it. Yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed the constriction of like his his workable space, and like he can't see anyone else but these characters. Mm-hmm. You know, he has no outside influence in anything other than the train yeah you know and i i really enjoyed that and the fact that and for me it was also like i said it's not and not there's anything wrong with stories that are like this but it's not like a globe trotting you know murder mystery and connecting right where they're in one country tons of different groups yeah like yeah and there's nothing wrong with those kinds of stories um but yeah i I agree like the the like the word you use constriction the limit area like he just had to go by intuition and deduction and you know finding the slightest little holes in the details of people's stories and and yeah i really enjoyed that and uh, um, when, real quick when does death on the nile come out is that going to be because the or orient express was like december i think if i remember that i don't, I don't know i didn't i actually did not look up like release day like months or any kind of thing like that so gotcha i think it's i think it's supposed to be at least in the fall if not like i thought december was a pretty sweet spot for orient express it's like good counter programming to a lot of the other big stuff that typically comes o- out in december october yeah. 9th is the release hmm interesting. Oh, nice. all right i'll be right in the middle of all your horror movies yeah. so that's what i'll see while you guys see all your horror movies <laughs> well oh and uh I guess for yeah future tease, uh, Bradley and I are in the next couple of, next couple of weeks going to be giving uh, all the listeners a 2020 horror movie preview episode as well. Uh, so Brian, you can make sure to check your calendar on those and fill in any gaps that you may need. Yeah, I'll I'll get right on that right after the episode's <laughs> up. But we'll we'll be able to give you some ideas of what else might be out while Brian is. And, and to be fair, it sounds like the rest of us at some point will be seeing Death on the Nile in October. Yeah. I'll be there first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on to Josh's number eight. Ah, okay. Um, so yeah, so I just said Death on the Nile was seven. So skipping back a step, uh, my number eight is, and I found myself very surprised that I wanted to see this as badly as I guess I do. My number eight is Milan. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, there's been very, very few of these uh, Disney remakes, live action remakes that I thought would be worthwhile. And uh, both Aladdin and The Lion King fell way below my expectations for what I thought those movies could be um, in a live action setting. Um, which, again, sort of plays into my surprise of when I saw this second trailer for Milan. um I think for me, this is the first of the ones that they've done that even if there was no preceding animated movie that it was based on, this would actually still look generally interesting to me. Yeah, That's fair. I agree to that. I think the the just material of history and war um, and obviously, you know, a woman having to be in a men's army um at an ancient time and in the past of, you know, when that was not supposed to be, well, I say that like in days past, that's like 
20 years ago, even in the U.S. Army in some cases. So uh, just all the dynamics playing into this uh, make me think that it could be really, really cool. And it's obvious that they're they're going for earnestness and um, I'm, I'm, it's still Disney, so it's definitely not going to be, you know, anything horrific. But, you know, they've taken the steps to, for instance, it seems like eliminate the, you know, Eddie Murphy animated dragon. At least in the trailers, whether or not it's right. there in the movie. Right. So and and to be fair, like they might even take out, you know, some of the like supernatural elements of the villain and, and just more concentrate on the story of the families and the people and her as the soldier and, you know, that story through line. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I th- think just because it, it is something that could have seemed intriguing on the surface, regardless of it being a, a Disney cartoon previously. Um, yeah, especially the second trailer that came out like a week or two ago. Definitely set me over the edge. So I'm looking for I think this is like late March. This is hitting, and it's, from what I can tell, if I'm wrong, but this might be the only live-action Disney movie that I saw on the calendar all year so far, unless other dates for, like, Little Mermaid or something have been announced. It's the only remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is a good thing. They need to, in my opinion, to, they need to take a step back. Like, 2019 yeah. had, I think, if you count Lady and the Tramp going on Disney+, Plus, they had, like, four. Yeah live action remakes throughout the year. And I think they just need to put the brakes on a little bit. Yeah. Um, I do. I, I would like to see this movie. It did not make my list nor my honorable mentions merely because of the fact that I did not actually see the Lion King or Aladdin mm-hmm. or Lady in the Tramp. I think the only one that I've seen live action Disney uh, was the Jungle Book. Okay. Yeah. Which I liked, but that's that's the only reason it really didn't make it because the trailer does look good. Yeah, I'm kind of with Andy. This will this will make my on my calendar list. Yeah, like <laughs> like Josh. Um, I actually haven't seen the cartoon. That was one that I never really watched growing up. But now that it's on Disney Plus, I fully intend to watch that prior to this movie coming out. Um, at least sort of get the basis for it, and then you know watch the live action, see how they compare and stuff like that. But uh. Yeah, so I I will see it, but it's not on my on my list or honorable mentions either. Um, all right. Anybody, anything else for Mulan? We'll go to my number eight. Nothing. All right. Uh, my number eight. Actually, we already talked about is the King's Man. Okay, fair enough. Um, so we're gonna slap <laughs> back around to Mike for number seven. Uh, my number seven is No Time to Die. Uh, James Bond for twenty twenty. Um. Okay, Mike. I want you to know you're taking all of my movies right before I do. <laughs> like you're there. I'm just one behind. Literally, right where my, you're at. Let's see. It's Mike's, just like a fantasy football draft. And you're like, <laughs> son of a god. Mike's again. last three. His nine is Kingsman. His eight is Black Widow. His seven is No Time to Die. My eight, The Kingsman. My seven, Black Widow. My six, No Time to Die. So you're <laughs> you're right with me. So maybe next time you should go first, Brian. No, it's, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. Don't, the I'm next one my thunder. that I have will 100% not be on your list. Okay. If it's on your list, I'll buy you dinner for a year. Well, that just means my my five, four, three, like two, every one will probably all be the same as yours. Given, yeah. 
it's a gory horror movie. There's no way it's on his list. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just going to set us on track. That will be exactly even the rest of the list. <laughs> no, probably not. But sorry, go ahead. I, I interrupt. Um, well, I mean, it's a James Bond movie. Watch the trailer. What more do you need to know? Right. Um, this also made my list uh, a wee bit higher. But um, I really want to sit down and watch um, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre, like all sort of in a row, and then go see this movie. Because I missed out on Skyfall and Spectre, and I really enjoyed uh, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. So, uh, so have, have you not seen Skyfall at all? No. Oh, not yet? Okay. Didn't, just didn't know if you said, like, if you meant, like, missing them in the theater. Um, yeah, I gotta do the same thing with Spectre, because I've only seen it the one time in the theater yeah, when it was out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it would be a good marathon. Just the Daniel Craig bonds yeah. leading up to this one, I think would be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be a lot of fun. J- just to get them rewatched before then. Um. I wonder if they'll have one of those marathon viewing things oh, at, like, God. the AMC or something, where you can watch all five of them in a row. Oh, that you're thinking five? That surprised okay. me. That that like, would be the MCU way and do like 26 movies. Yeah. In one sitting, I, think that might be cool. I feel like that would be too much. Because <laughs> right, I mean they would have to break it, it up. It's, but... No, I mean like, I don't mean time wise. I mean like Casino Royale. No, no, no. <laughs> Casino Royale and Skyfall are excellent, and Quantum of Solace and Spectre are not excellent. Okay. Quantum of Sol- Solace. I, mean, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Quantum of Solace, but I thought Casino Royale was better. I mean, like, if it was... If if those two were as good as Casino Royale and Skyfall, yeah, I could sit through that right through No Time to Die and be good. But they weren't. And it would be a slog, because it's like, you watch a good one, you watch a slower one that's not as good, then... I don't know. Like, I, I mean, if the pattern stays the same, then No Time to Die is going to be excellent. That would be a great way to end. Yep. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we need to justify why we need to see James Bond uh, at this point. Just fucking see this movie. It looks amazing. Yeah. He has mini guns Everyone. and an Aston Martin. What the fuck more do you need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I guess I'm still trying to figure out. Do we know for sure if this is Craig's last? The last one was supposed to be his last. Like, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think they're gonna just up his pay until they find somebody else to take over. That they're really okay. behind. That they're like, yes, this is our next Bond. Because I feel like there's been times where they've discussed like Idris Elba, and then it's like, but Idris mm-hmm. Elba's old as shit now. Like he's not. Like, yeah. Had they made him Bond at the same time as Daniel Craig became Bond, it would have worked. Or even after Skyfall. In my opinion, if they had started... I mean, Skyfall was seven years ago at this point already. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, they're just... They wasted too much time. And... I honestly don't know who you know it's going to be, right? What'd you say, Andy? You know who it's going to be, right? No. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> He's just going to take I... over everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'd see uh, it. I thought that was funny. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this movie. I, this this obviously also made my list. 
just a step higher. Um, and you know, we talked about it, I think when we talked about the trailer and stuff like that, but I, I'm interested to see where it goes. I think Rami Malek being in this movie is going to be cool. I'm excited to see what he does as a villain. Um, cast is pretty good. It does. Uh, I think like the guys were saying demand a rewatch of Spectre, which I'm with Josh. I've only seen it once in a theater. That was it. So I definitely need to watch that again. I don't remember liking it or being real thrilled with it after a first viewing, but knowing, I guess we're at least having an idea where this story is going afterwards. I, I do think I need to get another shot. Spectre has highs and lows. Yeah. I, yeah, I could see that. Just the, I, it feels like it's very connected to Spectre, which is why I need to refresh my memory. Oh, yeah, it definitely is bringing the characters that were in Spectre back around again. So. Uh, anything to add for Bond, James Bond? This made Nothing. my calendar. <laughs> and I think it might have been like just on the edge of uh, honorable mentions. And I think the reason why is sort of maybe your apprehension brian with with bad boys which was i remember doing um i guess we did a list for 2015 but at that point like you had just got the show off the ground in like the spring so i think somewhere like in the summer of 2015 we did like what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year and yeah. uh specter was on my list for that because I enjoyed Skyfall so much. And then for me, Spectre was so much of a letdown. Oh yeah. That even though no time to die looks a lot of fun, Spectre looked a lot of fun to me too. So that's, I think I'm doing the same thing with you is like, I'm kind of hedging my bet and like hoping that it's a lot better than, uh, you know, I'm expecting, but just in yeah. case it isn't just a bit outside. Yeah. <laughs> That was a major league reference. Good for you. Yeah. Ball four. Ball eight. <laughs> ball 12. <laughs> Deep cut. Uh, Can't say goddamn on the radio. <laughs> Doesn't matter. matter. No one's listening, listening anyway. <laughs> yeah. oh, Deep cut. Good job. Um. All right. So on to yep. Andy's number seven. My number seven is Avatar 2. Wait, that's next year? According to IMDb, it was. I thought that was I like, 21. <clears throat> I feel like I didn't see that on my list whenever I was looking. You might have to amend on the fly, Andy. I feel like at this point, Avatar has been yeah, that's like, waiting for so long, I couldn't even keep track anymore. Yeah, December 17th, 2021. Andy, throw in one of your honorable mentions. Hurry up. <laughs> Pinch hit substitution. I swear I saw it on IMDb in 2020, though. There's a good chance you did. IMDb can trip me up all the time. Yeah, I... I, Sorry, I don't trust IMDb. Although IMDb... I I don't know, at least right now, listed... It does list 2021. I don't know. Either way, do you want to keep that? I'll give you the opportunity to change. Otherwise, we'll have to move on because that's not coming out for another year. I say just bump bump everything forward and take like an honorable mention and put it in the number ten slot. <laughs> Damn it! All right, well, um, or just take it on the chin and we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll just take it on the chin and move on. All right, save it for next year. Well, that'll be your on your list for next year. Um, all right, so coming back around to Josh for number 
seven, which we talked about, Death on Death the Nile. Nile. Yep. Uh, my number seven, we talked about Black Widow. So we're back up to Mike for number six. Uh, my number six is Antlers. Uh, this is a very, very interesting looking horror movie. Um, it's like Brian. I, there's no way I could sell you on this. Like it's impossible. Nope, don't even try. <laughs> um, Josh, I'm sure already knows about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks really, really fucking good. Like I, it, the hook in the trailer is so damn good at like pulling you in. Like I. <laughs> I forget where we saw there was a teaser or a full trailer. I know we saw one somewhere. I forget in, in front of what movie though. I've seen a, I've seen it a few times. Okay. I, I I'm pretty sure in front of Knives Out it was there. Oh, okay, that could have been it. And something else that we saw in November, but I can't remember what. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's uh, Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons, it looks like. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rory Cochran. Always good to pull Lucas from Empire Records into something. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think, Brian, to give you an idea, the only thing I could tell you is Guillermo del Toro is involved with the project. He's a producer. He's not really... I, I don't know how much creative influence he had. Um, it has a bit of a feel like he had some creative influence in the trailers. Um, okay. But he is very good at horror and creatures and things like that. And, and this just looks... This looks like one of those horror movies that will get that high critic rating that you almost never see. What is, What is it about? Is there any plot synopsis or anything for uh, this? A, a small town Oregon teacher and her brother, the, who is the local sheriff, become entwined with a young student harboring a dangerous secret with frightening consequences. Um, Alright, so that's really not much to go on The either. trailer kind of okay. shows him slaughtering small animals and taking them to feed something that lives in a cabin okay. with him that he kind of almost refers to as his father. Seemingly. Gotcha. Um, but that's they don't give you a lot more than that. Like, it's not... These things don't reveal the monster very often in the yeah, trailers. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to see it anyway, but just for the listeners, if anyone's interested. Yeah, I mean, it, if you're into horror movies, you know this is coming. Like, to me, I think this is probably, like... If you're looking forward to the year right now, this is probably the second biggest horror movie that'll come out this year. And when is that movie coming out, Mike? April 17th, 2020. That's an interesting time slot, but all right. I mean... It's right around Bond. uh, Yeah. Same day as Bond, maybe. Didn't, uh, what's it called? A Quiet Place come out in April? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, So, like, quality horror movies have a slot in April. Like, there's a slot there that works for the... The highbrow horror, I guess you could call it. (laughs) Yeah. There's not a lot of highbrow horror out there. A lot of it's tits and blood. Um, it <laughs> is a lot of horror, but 
yeah. Th- uh, all right, well, I'll give you and Josh the chance. Add anything else for this one, or we'll 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 get we'll move more on. to I got this uh, when we do our horror breakdown. I guess I would say, since I, right. now I know that we're doing that, <laughs> I can toss it over to there. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so we're going to Andy's number six. My number six is James Bond: No Time to Die. Okay. All right, so we already talked about that, so we'll go over to Josh's number six. All right, so number six for me is The Eternals. And uh, this is where I was going to pause and sort of go back to the Black Widow discussion for a moment. So there are only two comic book movies of all 2020 that are on my top ten. This is the first. And I think the reason that this made the list and black widow did not is uh something that i i I said to brian a couple of weeks ago that i think i needed to like in my head flesh out the thought better which is i said something to the effect of i want to like i want to slowly fall in love with the mcu again and not that i fell out of love with them by the end of endgame i loved every minute of everything they put out but now that that whole thing has come to a close, I kind of miss the notion of not knowing what is coming for years. Like, not not realizing what I'm in the middle of until I'm already several chapters deep. Um, you know, Iron Man comes out in 2008, and people like it a lot. It's an extremely well-made movie. Two years go by with nothing Nothing else happens, um, at least from Marvel Studios. You know, I think you got like Ghost Rider and Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, you know, from Fox and you know, I think it was Columbia maybe or Lionsgate that did uh, Ghost Rider. But two whole years go by. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That was actually before. Those were both 2007. My mistake. But anyway, you have this this vacuum till Iron Man 2 comes out and everyone's really anticipating it because uh, you know, Iron Man 1 was a slow burn, I think, to the public. It did good at the box office, but it just built and built over those two years. And then you had Incredible Hulk around that time, but it really went by a lot of people. No one really saw Incredible Hulk. I think it's actually the lowest performing box office of the entire MCU. And then another whole year goes by, and you got a slow tease at the end of Iron Man 2 for... Thor and then both that and Cap hit in 2011 and it's not really until Avengers four years after the first Iron Man movie that it all gelled that the people who had been sticking with them over the couple of years and then the general audience really got it I I want to feel that again I want to experience that again and I think that's why this intrigues me more than Black Widow it's to me this even more so is way more it's this is starting over to me this is i don't know i have no clue about these characters i don't know what i'm in for but i want to get on the ride and if the ride takes two years to understand what the ride is i i i'm i i crave that i mean i i want that more to that point, I feel like you when you and I were maybe we're talking about this before. I think it was in the discussion with the uh, like Black Black Widow trailer and some other trailers that had come out at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so for something like this that you want to 
go on the ride? Are you going to watch trailers for this, or are you going to let it go until it's out to the theater and then try to see it? That is a, a good point. I So I have seen the the first Widow trailer, which I you know commented on that episode um, in, in, in the comments. Um, I think for these, I am going to probably indulge in the first trailer and that's it i i think that's probably the safe way to do I it think, yeah. yeah i think the notion of I, I think at this point there's no reason to go in a hundred percent blind anymore whereas you know as the mcu built especially through phase three mostly each movie other than i mean how many new characters sing, single movie character movies did we get in phase three we got doctor strange black panther but he was previously introduced in civil war and you had captain marvel wasn't everybody else a sequel yes yeah because spider-man was in there spider-man thor guardians 2 ant-man 2 like everybody else was um a sequel so at that point you're just seeing the next chapter. You're seeing who's, you know, popping in on whose adventure this time around, which, which was all great. Um, but I didn't want to yet know what to expect. Cause I was already, I was already in with, with these, I want the breadcrumbs a little bit more again. I, I want, right. I want the tease. I want to be lured into it. I, I, I want the anticipation. So I think just getting, getting the first one is, is the way I'm going to go. Um, so like same with Black Widow. Like if they put more Black Widow trailers out, I'm not going to watch them. Um, yeah, so I'm actually probably going to do the same. And with it, the really yeah. intriguing thing about the Eternals to me is the last MCU movie that I went into watching, not knowing anything about it, was Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm doing with this is in my head, I'm like, Guardians of the Galaxy fucking blew my mind. You know, like I didn't like. I feel like I'm enough of a comic book nerd to know a lot of what's happening already before I go into a lot of movies and that one I didn't know what to expect and I was just so excited about it after I saw it that I'm really sort of I guess expecting the same thing out of this one you know that's a high bar like it is it's a super high bar and I don't know if it deserves it or not because I don't even think there's a trailer for it or anything yet Mm -hmm. so it made my uh, honorable mentions now, Andy, when you say you didn't, did, did you mean you didn't know anything about the Guardians, or you literally hadn't even seen a trailer for Guardians? No, I saw a trailer. Oh, and that's okay. why I went to go see the movie, but I didn't like comic book wise. I I didn't know squat about them other than they're in space. Yeah, <laughs> same. And, and I thought, <laughs> and and I think you know, Guardians was like lightning in a bottle because I think similar to Deadpool in in some ways, the marketing was handled it was handled differently but it was handled correctly for that property oh yeah they nailed the marketing for guardians yeah like it was not like no no offense to the other marketing teams but a lot of the other mcu movies there's a very similar tone and approach to how a trailer is cut and how with what story beats might be presented and the feel of it the look of it sort of made from the beginning making the guardians seem as like the screw up anti-heroes almost like they're heroes by accident right um and they're you know slackers and they're not the well put together you know uh, machines like iron man and thor are um and yeah if they 
maybe i don't know if they would need to go something similar with the eternals but i think if they if they take a just some type of different approach to presenting that um in in the way that they did with guardians just you know take a left turn and, and come about it from a different way than we're normally used to um i think that'll definitely help so brian i have an open slot may i slide <laughs> eternals into number seven Yes, I will allow it. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, Eternals is actually my next choice at number five. Okay. Um, and I, the reason it goes there and above Black Widow and all that is because I feel like this is really where Phase Four is going to start. I feel Agreed. like this is where it's going to kick off. This is where we're going to really start to see what's happening. And perchance glimpse the next big bad. Maybe. Um, maybe not. I it, it depends on what their plan is. I, th- mm-hmm. I think if their plan I'm is hoping... multiple phase baddie like Thanos, yeah. I don't think we're seeing them in Eternals. Well, what I'm kind of hoping is when we actually do get like the big bad reveal, we'll look back on maybe the Eternals and go, <gasps> "Oh, here were the subtle hints." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, we don't know. It, we didn't know it at the time, but when. It starts coming about. You're like, oh, it was all part of his dastardly plan. <laughs> They're going to introduce us more to the Celestials um, than what we've already had. Because, like, I guess technically they decided Ego was a Celestial for the purposes of that story. Even though, technically, in the comics, he's not. Um, But I think this will touch more on that. And the thing with the Celestials is there is a lot of villains they could go with that are as much or more of a threat than Thanos all by themselves. So it will be interesting uh, to see where they head. And I think we may get hints, kind of what Andy's saying, uh, in Eternals that, you know, we look back on. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I'm more in line with Andy. This is this is right now on an honorable mention list for me. I maybe I'm just a little gun shy with my list this year. I'm trying to hedge my bets a little bit because I we don't really know anything about it. There's a lot of potential here. I'm I'm with you with the Guardians comparisons. Had we got a trailer for this, I think it probably could have cracked my top ten. But I, I I maybe I just the trailers for me give me a tone and a feel for what these movies could be. And without knowing anything about it, I think I'm still a little hesitant. Sure. Um. So yeah, it's it's on my honorable mentions, but I I am looking forward to it. We'll see for sure. Um, all right. So that was Josh's number six. So we're on to my number six. My number six we talked about, which is No Time to Die. Yep. Hey, we share. We're six buddies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we'll loop around to Mike for his number five, which we just talked about, which was Eternals. So we're on to Andy's number five. My number five is Free Guy. And I didn't know anything about this movie until the trailer breakdown. I think I almost live <laughs> was watching it with you guys for the first yeah. time. And I was just like, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And I saw a trailer for it in front of uh, Star Wars as well, as well as a bunch of other trailers. And this is the one that, this is the trailer that had me smiling at the end. Like, yeah, I want to see that, you know? Yeah. And I think Ryan Reynolds has another hit on his hands, and I just think it looks really fun. 
Yeah, this also made my list a little bit higher, too. I, I, we talked about it on the trailer breakdown. I, it's a video game movie, which is not based on a video game, but has a video game feeling. And for a big video game fan, that is definitely in my wheelhouse. Ryan Reynolds looks great. Uh, Sean Levi or Levy directing gives me confidence. I really like him as a director and the and the kind of heart that he brings into movies. So I think this could be uh, surprisingly have have a good heart to it and and something solid in the story that we're probably not expecting. So I I am confident in this one. I, it doesn't make my list, but uh, it is definitely something that could have been an honorable mention if I had so allowed myself calendar. Well, I didn't allow myself as many honorable mentions as you guys did. So, um, nonetheless, it, it's something that I'm definitely going to see in the theater. Looks amazing. I love that Hollywood is investing more and more into Ryan Reynolds because of Deadpool. Um, yeah, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot more of him than we used to in, you know, triple a films, if you will high budget big time films and that's great uh josh any thoughts for a free guy uh it looks very very fun it definitely on the calendar um uh, it looks just like a, a good time movie experience like if it it doesn't have to be world changing but if i you know come out uh after that two hours and just think god damn that was fun yeah that, that's yeah. good enough for me. Um, all right, so let's go to Josh's number five. My five is the other, only other comic book movie that appears on my list. Uh, and uh, Wonder Woman 1984 made made the 10 and made it to number five. Um, okay. I wasn't quite sure how I felt about everything. See, my, putting together this year, like I knew there was like the top three we're going to be really pretty much solidly there. And then the other seven and the 10 were like, well, I don't really know how strongly, if I really feel more strongly about this one than that one. And then, oh, well, two or three honorable mentions and then everything else on the calendar, basically. Yeah. Um, with the Wonder Woman sequel, I had to think back, like, how did I feel going into 2017, waiting for the first one? And then how did I come out at the end of 2017? after seeing it and i'll be honest there's a there's a little bit less of a like a gut punch anticipation for this than the first one based on the 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 trailer but you know admittedly the aesthetic of her being thrown into world war one is and, you know, for me, a little bit more compelling of like inserting such a left, like a wild card type of, you know, fictional character into a real life setting that way, as opposed to yeah. now we find her in 1984. Um, but when it comes down to it, I enjoyed the first movie immensely. I think they can only improve on their strengths and only get better at addressing uh, any potential lower points i'm really intrigued to understand i think you know you guys talked about it with the trailer breakdown like okay so what the hell's going on with steve what's that explanation what's right. it ultimately going to be um and i'm actually really into I, I love the fact that the trailer gave nothing away about cheetah i i really do yeah. and and for anybody of an antagonist nature they really just focused on pedro pascal um but you really don't even know what he's really about um 
Right. This is one I definitely will not watch any more trailers for. Um, I don't really want to yet know what the movie's about. Right. Um, but the the imagery that we got out of that that first full blown trailer a few weeks ago, and what I what I, you know, think I'm in I'm in store for, uh, was definitely enough to get it this high up. Yeah. So Josh stole my number five, which was is Wonder Woman. So I'm I'm right in there with you. I think uh, I, coming out of the the way I felt about Wonder Woman, the first one after seeing it, gives me high hopes for this one. Um, and of course, we just got the trailer a couple of weeks ago, so that I think pushed it up to the top half of my list. It probably it, would have been bottom half without the trailer. Is, that that trailer gets me hyped. Yeah, is um, it, what what was her name? Patty Jenkins coming back to direct this yes, one she as is. well. Yes. Okay. So that gives me confidence also. And yeah. I'm with Josh. The mystery of it. From this trailer, they they still haven't given anything away. I am going to try to avoid everything else. Also, I think going into it clean from here is good. I I want to see where it goes. Right, and I I just looked this... back at my 2017 list. She that movie was number four anticipated and ended up as number six on the favorites. So I think this is a good solid place, right? Literally right between those two slots to be. And I I, I like I said, I think they can only. Im- prove on what was already really good Andy you missed the two I did? <laughs> you said between those two slots you missed it ah oh, damn it <laughs> fix it in post <laughs> um, this also made my list albeit higher uh, oh, I'm wow. really excited for it Um, anything else but, to add for Wonder Woman or we'll go on to Mike's number four. I, I, or I guess, yeah, because we already talked about my number five. My number five is the same. So we'll, I, we I, I would just add lastly, I'm glad that they decided to move it back to June as opposed to the December. Like it was supposed to be out now. And then oh, when right. yeah. Skywalker got moved or announced officially, whatever you want to call it, to December, then Warner Brothers punted and moved it back to June of the following year. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a really good slot for it. And I think right after Labor Day, or I'm sorry, Memorial Day, you're going to get a few of the uh, movies that vie for big Memorial Day box office out of the way. And School is out. I mean, this is basically where it landed in 2017. It's a bit like right around the same exact weekend. Right. And I think that's a really yeah. good sweet spot for it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Mike's number four. Uh, we've already talked about it. It is Dune at number four for me. Wow. That is pretty high. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, that made it really high. Especially not knowing too much about it. I really like the first one. Did you see the sci-fi miniseries that came out of what? No. Okay. I, I was never one that got into the sci-fi stuff because the production value with sci-fi just was so off for me on True. almost everything. It couldn't. Okay. I was just curious. Uh, all right, Andy, you're number four. My number four we already talked about is Black Widow. Okay. Uh, Josh, number four. Um, so I'm assuming that I have this the lowest on my list out of anybody, at least Brian and Mike, I'm assuming. Uh, my number four is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Blasphemy. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't, well, I, I, I'm not going to try to defend why that is. It just is what it is to me. <laughs> Um, well, Josh, you didn't get a chance to talk. You missed that episode when we talked about the trailer. So now having seen the trailer, is there anything you want to elaborate with? 
Not as much. I think what, and and I'll be honest, I, the way that I've heard Jason Reitman talking about this movie for the last year has given me more confidence that it'll be really solid. And Mm -hmm. the way that the movie looks so far, call it the color palette, the lighting, the fact that it looks like they're, you know, shooting in actual open sky towns somewhere, uh, the 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 tone's not the right word but like the cinematography the look of it so far i like that like it looks less like it it looks less like a hollywood movie than even the first two ghostbusters like the first two ghostbusters look like it's on a film camera um and not to tell the difference between like oh that's a film camera versus digital now just the look of it like that looks like those two movies look like movies this doesn't look like a movie if that makes sense okay um it looks a bit more the way it's shot to just look like someone's happens to be capturing real life happening um gotcha okay and uh yeah like i said i'm sure it's higher on other people's lists i'm partially surprised it even made it this high on mine um I've just come to the point where I, I'm partially expecting to be let down by <laughs> by things that I'm super psyched for just because they exist. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I have enough confidence in, in these couple of things, especially the, like I said, the, any, any, anytime I hear Reitman do an interview, um, I think he did an episode of Smodcast with Kevin Smith, like earlier this year, like early, early in the year. And it was right after the teaser trailer came out. Um, was that like last year at this point or something that they just showed you like the barn with the Ecto one right, right. come up um, and like hearing that deep dive on it really, it really gave me confidence. Um, so yeah, can't wait till August or no, that's July. That's yeah. mid July. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this is higher on my list for sure. If you, if you heard us, the, <laughs> The trailer reaction we did. If you heard me gush about it for thirty minutes, I think you can assume where this is going to fall on my list. Yeah. Pretty sure it's in the same place. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, listen to our review of the trailer to have a better understanding of why Brian and I put it so high, and Andy. So, yeah, I'm curious if Andy's in the same spot as we are. If it's a eh. Because I feel like coming out of that trailer review, I thought it was going to be your number one. So I'm curious if it if it is your number one. Yeah, we'll see spoilers, when we get there. Um, yeah, I'm burying the lead spoilers. here. Uh, so we'll go on to my number four. My number four we already talked about was Free Guy. Uh, so we'll go on to Mike's number three. My number three. No surprise here. These movies show up every time high on my list and then end up disappointing me. But this is Godzilla versus Kong. Wow. Ah, <laughs> um, nice. You know, I could tell you about the cast. Doesn't matter. It's Godzilla versus King Kong. That, that <laughs> right. Godzilla and I King know. Kong are in this movie. Yeah, I know a lot of people didn't care for uh, Godzilla War of the Monsters, but I really did enjoy that movie. I The first time I watched it, I was not as pleased, but it has since grown on me. Yeah. Um, I've only seen it once, and I it did not leave me with the best feelings after the movie. Which so I don't I didn't even put this in honorable mentions for me. Like I I was I this is on my calendar. Like Josh, I will see Godzilla versus Kong, mm-hmm. but 
coming off of how I felt after King of Monsters, I just couldn't put it on my w- list. Watch it again. This is on my list a little bit higher. Well, watch King of King of the Monsters again. Give it another chance. That's what I did. And I came out of it saying, you know, I was a little bit too harsh on this movie the first time around. Yeah. All right. Like, because I will say, like, Kong's Skull Island, or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's still god-awful. Like, I still, like, I could watch it for a little bit, but I can't watch that in one sitting anymore. It's just not good. King of, I didn't hate it, but... King of the Monsters, I... You know, I came out of that and I was like, you know, this wasn't very good. I watched it again and I was like, the things that bothered me don't bother me anymore. Gotcha. All right. Um, it has enough cool yeah, scenes. Yeah, that, that one I feel like, yeah, I feel like that one's sort of a slow burn where the more you think about it, the more you'll watch it. You're like, this actually isn't terrible. Yeah. Like, it, it, you look forward to the awesome scenes they put in it. This one. Which, which are awesome. Yeah. The one I always think of is, like, that deep sea scene when they're in that bunker underwater and Godzilla's yeah. lighting himself up. Like, you, that's it, cool. That's an awesome so scene. So cool. So I look forward to what we're going to get. From the looks of, like, the only art we have, looks like... Godzilla's going to win. Well, it looks like Kong's bigger than Godzilla. Um, He's looking like they're face-to-face and Kong is taller. Huh. So... Godzilla's still going to beat his ass. I think this is called versus, but I think they're going to team up because we know, like, like it's the they, BBS I, movie, but with yeah. Kong and Godzilla. Yeah, like we know that Ghidorah's not actually dead. If you want, there's a post-credit scene. I don't know if you're aware of that with King of the Monsters. Um, Ghidorah is not dead. Uh, like at one point, one of the heads gets cuts off, cut off, and the body regrows it said head is discovered by Charles Dance's crew. I don't remember their name or the character's name, but... So my guess is they fight, they have a battle, and it comes to a draw, probably. They probably don't let people have a winner. Kind of like the Hulk versus Thor thing. You don't get a winner. Yeah. And then Ghidorah comes back and causes all sorts of problems, and they have to team up to finally kill a stronger, somehow, version of Ghidorah. That would be my guess. Yeah, I think that's that's a solid bet. Uh, Josh, anything to add for this one? I it, 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 Same, it's on the calendar, and I, I will take Mike's advice uh, and eventually rewatch King of the Monsters, because I do remember him saying a couple of weeks after... Mike, did you get it on... Did you rent it, or did no, you I go back it. to the theater? I bought it on digital okay so yeah i think that was it like you said after it came out you revisited and had a better reaction so i'll probably do that um i I was surprised i thought this was going to be like another like yeah memorial day weekend type of thing but this is i guess pushed back to thanksgiving yep yeah november 20th i think think they saw an open slot at thanksgiving to not have to compete with a lot of stuff and they just went for it an odd time to me for a movie like this but I guess when else are you going to if, if if other times seem crammed? Yeah, I mean, we've argued that for years, that if the summer gets jam-packed with all these movies, there's no reason to put your movie a week ahead of something that's going to blow you out the next weekend. Yeah, and I think they're figuring Pick a time out. when there's nothing else going on. You can put a blockbuster in November, and it will work. 
You can put a blockbuster yeah. in February. It will work. As long as you have this awesome movie, people are going to go see it. Yeah. yeah, and I hope it ends up being a good move for them because it also... I mean, not to say this would have been, you know, taking away from it, but when, um, you know, Warner... Is this Warner Brothers as well? Yes. Okay, yeah. maybe this is part of it. Uh, when they delayed the third Fantastic Beasts movie, that was supposed to be every two years, basically in November. That was the original announcement. And they delayed the third one from 2020 to 2021. So that, you know, basically opened up... That probably would have been... November 20th literally would have probably been... Uh, the slot for Fantastic Beast three, yeah. Um, so they just sort of sidled that right in there. Um, anything else for Godzilla vs Kong? Mm-hmm. Nothing. All right, Andy, your number three. My number three we already talked about is Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Okay. Uh, Josh, number three. Um, I so my number three. I will first have to give big thanks to Mike for introducing us to a quiet place in his 2018 2018 anticipated show Um, because i had no idea that that movie existed until he brought that up and then i saw a trailer in the interim and then it came out in april and then i freaking loved it uh if anyone has seen the teaser which is a true teaser goddamn that's the way teasers should go back to being made for a quiet place two it's only 30 seconds it's amazing um this is coming a little bit earlier it's like two weeks earlier it's like late march for the sequel uh but yeah my number three is a quiet place part two okay that uh other big huge horror movie that i was referring to was this one as being like that other of the two yeah Yeah. there's a third that i don't think is going to be as big that has a name, but is not uh, you know, quite as I, big. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I could guess what it is. I'll wait, but... Well, I mean, I can say we'll, it now. We'll it's, not on my, it's not on my list. It's not on your list. The Conjuring 3. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, I don't think it's going to be as big as either of these movies. I feel like these two are going to be home runs. Conjuring 3, they're starting to stretch. Yeah, it could be. We'll get deeper into that, because I have, I, have, I have thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I don't have anything to contribute for the Quiet Place or a Quiet Place. So, so that's all you yeah, guys. That, that movie was not, like I said, not on my anticipated list for 2018. I didn't even know it existed uh, until Mike brought it up during that episode discussion. And if I look back real quick, it it was number three on my favorites of 2018. And so yeah. this is literally just mirroring where that ended up as as my anticipated. Uh, Andy, anything to add for this one? I never saw the first one. I heard good things. <laughs> I would. <Heard>. That- <laughs> <laughs> Did you though? It's a quiet um, place, and you heard good things. <laughs> Andy, I would say, I, I, try 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 to get to it before this hits theaters, so that you can see this in theaters. Okay. Um, I I think the experience of watching, and I'd be curious actually. I'd I'd literally I like I. I want to talk about that after you watch it because I want to see what maybe somewhat of a comparable experience is of seeing this just at home as opposed to in a room with many people in the dark just by the light of the screen where nobody made a sound in that theater for an hour and a half. Yeah. 
Like people in the were movie itself is ninety nine percent quiet. Yeah, like it's there's a lot it's of really uh, cool sign language and things like that. It was a really cool concept for a horror movie. And yeah, I think the experience of seeing it in public in a big room, well, a, a room bigger than your living room, with a lot of people who, like I said, people were just afraid to make the noise of opening their candy <laughs> because they didn't want to break the mood. Like to me, like you got sucked into the world so quickly that you're like, I don't want to slurp my drink because somehow that will interrupt the proceedings of the story. And there's me chewing ice. <laughs> Just, eh, fuck it. Oh, that that was you. I thought so. <laughs> so yeah i i I would (laughs) yeah andy i would definitely say if if you think it could interest you try to watch the first one before this just so you can have the experience of seeing this in in the theater i think it's really cool okay um all right so we'll move on to my number three my number three is tenant 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 sorry yeah uh, Christopher Nolan's next one, which looks like a meld between spy and time travel, which I'm here for it. I don't fucking know what's going on. <laughs> Trailer's confusing. I don't care. Those are two genres I adore, so I have I have to see what this is. And the trailer, like, just hearing the name and Christopher Nolan, you're like, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. And the trailer is hooked me on sheer curiosity. I want to see what the hell this movie is. Um, so, yeah, it's up there for This me. is my number two. So Wow. Um, I will say, did you get a chance in front of Star Wars to see the prologue? Uh, no, I did not see it. There. Okay. Oh no, did we? I did we miss know. that, or did they not? Did they not show it? It was only shown in IMAX. Oh. Okay. So I saw it on my second viewing. Mm-hmm. And Friday, like they played a trailer for Tenet, but not a, a prologue. Yeah, this was like a whole separate thing. Like this was, I have to look and see how long it was. It was between five and ten minutes. Of, okay. like, a whole scene played out that they announced as a prologue. So this is not stuff that's in the movie. This is just a prologue that you got at the theater if you were there to see it there. That I'm sure at some oh, point they'll release to, like, YouTube and things like that. Um, but for now, I guess it'll be, like, stuck there. So, Mike, you said, I think it was you, right, that said uh, that you saw Dunkirk, but it really didn't do much for you. Yeah. So I, I saw Dunkirk and I, I think I liked it quite a bit. Um, I didn't, I still haven't seen Interstellar, which I, I mean to, I think I've had it sitting on my shelf for like five years. I just never put it in. (laughs) Um, but this, I just watched the trailer for this this morning. I must've missed it in front of Skywalker. Maybe it's when I ran to the bathroom before the movie started. Um, but this is the first one of his stuff since Inception, you know, that you mentioned, uh, that reminds me of something like j- just by the trailers like, i mean i don't i don't re- from what i've heard that interstellar kind of gets into i don't remember that being any part of the advertising for it and maybe they couldn't give too much away in the trailers because then it just like i, I think it's more yeah, of that right yes. like it's one of those things like i can't really tell you what the movie's about because that in and of itself spoils why the movie in the story is unique and why it's cool. Right. And I feel like yeah. maybe that was the problem with interstellar. Um, but this reminds me of inception, like seeing the previews initially for inception, like, Oh, okay. What the hell's going on here? This is different. Yeah. Yeah. I would say definitely. 
has that feel. And Interstellar, by the way, watch it. It's awesome. I, right. I like. I didn't like Dunkirk, but I felt like I didn't feel like the reason I didn't like Dunkirk was of any fault of Christopher Nolan's, other than it wasn't a story that I felt like I wanted to see. I feel like Christopher Nolan is better when he's creative and he's not following history in that sense. Cause, like if he's making it up, he does pretty damn good. Following real events, he didn't, like, I don't think it was his fault. I just think I was not as into that story itself. And, he, you know, unless he was going to rewrite history, all he really is doing is making a screenplay for a story that already exists. So. Fair. Um, so Brian, sorry, we kind of hijacked your entry. Is there any- Anything else you want to tell us uh, about no, it's fine. Movie? No, yeah, I don't. There isn't much that I know, and I think that's what's interesting to me. Um, I have yet to see a preview for Tenet. Um, yeah, it based on what you guys are saying, though, it looks like it's something that I will probably end up seeing. Okay, yeah, watch the trailer. I think it's it's confusing as hell. You're still not really sure what the hell's going on, but God damn it, they the trailer hooked me enough that I'm just. Like I said, sheer curiosity is making me want to see this movie. You know what I just realized? It also it has a flavor of in my in my mind. Did anyone ever see? Um, was it called the investment? The investment bureau. Adjustment, Adjustment bureau. bureau. Matt Damon, Emily Blunt. And, uh, I think Mackie is in it. Maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of has some feels like that to me, as well as like all uh, the, yeah. the Nolan okay. flavors. That was good. I like that movie. Yeah. It's got a lot going on. And Yeah. I, I This trailer's probably enough for me. Like, I'm going to watch this one trailer and that's it. I, I don't want the trailers to tell me anything more about this movie because yeah. I just want to see how this unfolds. I agree. I don't need any more. Like, I was yeah. waiting for that first trailer because I knew about this movie before the trailer came out because it was like... I'd read an article about it where they said something like he was intentionally being very vague and wouldn't tell many people about what the plot was or or how yeah. it worked or anything. And Mike, your boy Robert Pattinson's in it. Well, I'm willing to give him a shot, man. I'm not, you know, <laughs> if, if he's going to be Batman, I got to start either deciding if I'm on board or not. And I got to start watching <laughs> movies that, you know, aren't Twilight trash with him in it. Um, I think the only movie yeah. I've seen with him in it other than those is Harry Potter. So I got to start. Mm. Yeah. Apparently uh, it sounds like you might want to give the lighthouse a try. Cause I think that's going to be uh, one of the many like indie movies that just, it's like all over award season from what I can tell. Yeah. I mean, when that comes to rent, I'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have like I said too. I don't have too much else to to add to it other than like it looks cool. Yeah, I mean it looks cool. The cast, like you said, Robert Pattinson looks like John David Washington's the lead. Aaron Taylor Johnson, Clemens Posey, Michael Caine, Kenneth Branagh, and then a bunch of people you never heard of. Yeah. Uh, all so. right, so that's my number three. So snapping back around to Mike, his number two was also the same movie. So we we're on to Andy. For number two. My number two is Godzilla vs. Kong. 
Oh, okay. Godzilla versus Kong. And that brings us to Josh's number two. I, I will be surprised if this is on anyone else's list, especially since we're this high at this point. Um, but I have been excited about this movie for like a year. My number two is the sequel to Coming to America. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Coming to America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coming to America 2 at my number two slot. It's all about the deuce. <laughs> um, I I have this maybe surprisingly strange, not strange, but surprisingly uh strong affection for a lot of good '80s comedies of the Eddie Murphy era, Dan Aykroyd. Um, I I, I could rattle off a a bunch. I'm sure if I needed to put together a list, but like Trading Places is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and so it's <laughs> coming movie. to America. I, I think it was like there was this like rotating set of movies that played all the time on like TNT and TBS in like the late yeah, 90s, especially. Right. And although edited for TV, like coming to America was on so much. I I freaking love that movie. I love Arsenio Hall and, and Eddie Murphy playing all the multiple characters. I love the 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 soul glow uh, hair product. I love the McDowell's, uh, you know, McDonald's <laughs> ripoff gimmick. I just, everything about that movie, I absolutely love. And when I heard like they're legit making a sequel, the whole cast is coming back. Um, yeah, I think it was a little over a year ago. I think I got like confirmation that they were going into pre-production for real finally and and i'm okay with it the the only thing what's the release date on that right now as of now it, it's looking like it's it's a december release as well um give me a quick second i'll find when the, the first one was 1988 and it was june it's late june of 88 and this sequel looks like it's going to be december so i wonder if there's a chance that could get pushed to 2021 december release dates for me are always really finicky quite yeah. true quite true um it's December as of now. It's looking like December eighteenth, which is the same date as what else did we just talk about? Especially as if we're a year out too. That's usually usually a good time to switch some release dates around. Yeah, like as of now, coming to America, Dune, and I know we're not even going to talk about it because of that point. But Uncharted, as of now, apparently has a December eighteenth, twenty twenty release date. We know that's not happening. I was going to say, I put Uncharted as my honorable mention because I was damn well sure it was not going to yeah. make yeah, like it hasn't 2020 even release date. I, yeah, I was going to say, I wrote that off as a chance to even happen this year. It was just, no. Um, I mean, coming it depends. Like, coming to America, I'm going to say, like, let's be honest, probably has two target audiences. One, the black community. Number two, the non-black community who has an, an, an affinity for that era comedy movie. Yeah, and wants wants to see this sequel. Is Christmas time a good spot for a movie like that? Probably, if it happens to get pushed a couple of weeks into, um, January or maybe maybe February, is it still like a nice spot for it? Probably, but um, I think like I said, it's in pre production or it's already being shot, so it doesn't seem, you know, out of the question that it could hit a December release. Right, and that's not a movie you're worried about special effects being done in a, in a year's time or anything like that. So, exactly. But it's, so it's I'm probably, more confident in it sticking than other movies. Yeah, it's but probably not going to get just, pushed up, but it it could get right. could get pushed back a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, for, and, and there's a couple new people joining the cast, like um, Wesley Snipes, for instance, uh, <laughs> Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan. But like the people that they have got back, like they have James Earl Jones and John Amos and um, Arsenio Hall, Louis Anderson. I think the 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 person who plays you know Queen Lisa by the end and Lisa's sister, like they, everyone that I can tell that was in the first movie who's still alive. <laughs> is is back and this is incredible the only the only thing that gives me pause is from what i understand the premise to be which is akeem goes back to the u.s because he has a son that he didn't know about which i suppose they're gonna quasi try to retcon and say like during his you know journey to find his bride the first time he must have had a couple of hookups in in that process and, and this was the result of one of those it's not i i don't think they're going the route like he cheated on lisa and you know has a son right. back in america um so initially that that premise might be a little bit of a, a stretch to buy but i i'm hoping that there is a little bit of uh, an eddie murphy uh uh renaissance on 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 yes. the horizon i'm really hoping for that and um, so it, given given that, I think that story choice will be something that, you know, will I, I will find out is something I can get over and it's OK. If this leads to Beverly Hills Cop that's 4. What I, <laughs> that, that's cool what I was going to say. If this was Beverly Hills uh-huh. Cop 4, it would be right there on my list at the same level for you. Uh-huh. Um, and Eddie Murphy was just recently on Saturday Night Live. I have not yeah, watched watch the episode it. yet, but evidently he killed it. And all I could think I when really I good. heard that is he's going to have to come back and do that again because this is not, like, the marketing season for the movie he's putting out. Right, and I heard someone make a comment, because uh, I think that was... So we're, we're, we're recording this on a Sunday, Sunday the 28th. I think he right. hosted, not two days ago, but, like, the week before. Mm-hmm. So whatever that date was, the tw- like, the 19th. And someone made the comment that they should at least for the next couple of years make a point of just having Eddie Murphy be the Christmas break episode host. <laughs> and they said it worked really well. They knew they were going out for a couple of weeks after that and just it was a really good slot for them. So yeah, that would line up really well to do like an you know, in a late November or maybe early December uh hosting gig for him around this time next year. Yeah. But yeah, I I am one hundred percent all in for this. Um, anybody else got anything to add? I don't have too much to add for this one. I'm going to watch it eventually. Yeah, I don't I'll know about it. theaters. I don't do theater comedies very often. Uh, okay. But, yeah. If anyone has okay. not, I will look, honestly say full recommendation. If anyone listening has never seen Coming to America from 1988, find it from your library or rent it on demand or prime whatever for a couple of bucks it is 100 percent totally worth it it is great fucking gen z i'll be hasn't seen I, this shit. I feel like i've seen bits and pieces of it like on the on the all those replays that you talked about josh mm-hmm. on like tbs and all the stuff like that i don't think i've actually sat down and watched it so I it is something i do need to do it is a very good movie you would enjoy yeah. it one of my very favorite bits of it still and i still do this in my own head because no one else this, this isn't one of those movies that you can easily like throw out a line anymore that especially people of our generation pick up on and like know right away. So all the banter that occurs between the guys that work at the barbershop 
where Eddie Murphy and Arsenio are just playing all these different characters themselves is some of my favorite stuff ever. It's incredibly yeah, good, good editing as well to get comedic time timing down when you're talking to yourself in yeah. different shots where you're in a different costume hours later recording the same line back to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it, it's some pretty good work they did with that. Yeah, it's def- definitely worth it. Good. Uh, an, an official movie slut recommendation. <laughs> Um, all right, so that was Josh number two. On to my number two. My number two is Top Gun Maverick. Oh, I thought Josh, this was gonna make your oh, list. God, it did no. not. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> no, I, I am like I, I think we talked about this. I'm sure I will be dragged is maybe too harsh of a word. That's that that's maybe not that's too mean to say, but I I will be taken to the theater. Yeah, to see this, but no, it did not make the, the list. And I don't like the the first one. Doesn't really. I feel like hold that much of a nostalgic part for me like i didn't think it did but this trailer gets me excited okay and i think one just the people involved and two the technical aspect of what they seem to be doing for this movie and what they are actually filming yeah. is mind-blowing to me i i will say the last I, couple mission impossible movies knowing like you said like technically and realistically what has gone into making those that you're not just seeing right. cgi everywhere that you're not that you know and and it is a big a big selling point in many of these things that yes, the actual actors in some of these cases are behind it. It's not, I'm sitting on a, you know, a trailer rig while the camera is on me. Yes. Um, yeah. That, that, that's that, not, that, 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 that's a positive. I didn't see the prologue for tenant before star Wars, but they did show an IMAX preview of top gun, which is a little bit behind the scenes of what they were doing and the, the camera rigs that they put up in the planes and they put actors in the planes and, Tom Cruise is flying this shit. Like he, I think at the same time he's training to be like fly helicopters for Mission Impossible. He's taking lessons to fly fighter jets and shit. So by the time they shoot Top Gun, he is flying jets. It's nuts. Um, the director for this one, Joseph Kaczynski, directed two other movies of mine that I think are, are very, you know, personal favorites, which is Tron Legacy and Oblivion. Hmm. Which oh, both with Tom Cruise. Both very good movies. Yes. I think the style of those are really cool. He directs action very well. Yeah. Um, so I'm and just bringing back a lot of the original cast and stuff like that, like having Tom Cruise back. Um, I'm anxious to see how they allude. To, like, it seems like Miles um, Teller, I think, is playing like Goose's son. So I want to see just like what happens to these characters in 30, 40 years. Like, where, where are they at? What's the next generation like? And I, stuff that I never really thought about asking after the first Top Gun. But now that you're giving it to me, I want to see it. I mean, th- this didn't make my list, um, it, and it's one of those things where I think, like, this didn't make my top ten here, but it has a shot at making my top ten after I see it, and I feel like Tom Cruise movies do that to me a lot, where I underestimate them and I play it off, like, I don't, I don't know, like, it, it looks cool as shit, but I feel like... It, it it's an honorable mention, but it's not it, it, like for me. I didn't have that connection to the first movie enough to draw me to to it. But and I guess that's the thing for me. Like I didn't think I did either. But seeing this trailer got me unbelievably more excited than I ever thought I'd be for this sequel. F- that I'm like, well, fuck, it's got to be on my list now. I feel like the audio, <laughs> it, like the the music, the tones of the 
like or not the tones but the sounds of the jet engines and what they're doing it all yeah. works so well together that uh yeah. yeah it's easy to get hyped and i feel like full well just the, the, this... the way the shots and the in cockpit stuff that's going to happen in this movie that i'm going to be probably nauseous watching this in the theater but i'm going to go see this in the theater <laughs> this made my the top of my honorable mentions list okay. i mean if you need somebody to watch it with you i'll be there but you need to bring a bucket because you're not throwing up on me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you know you'll have Sarah right next to you as well. That's right. Worst comes to worst, Josh. If you do not want to go, I think you and your me and your wife can uh, go. She absolutely. If she's if she was making a list with for this episode, it would be in this would probably be in the top three. <laughs> and and, and I, um, I will at least give it this this point. I think you're right. A the theater experience for what they've created for this is probably the best way to view it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, all right, anything else for Top Gun? Nothing. Uh, on to Mike's number one. Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, since we got to that point of either your and Andy's list, and it still <laughs> hasn't been mentioned, I think it's it's safe to say they're going there. Yeah. Yep. Um, I actually just uh, did a double feature of Ghostbusters 1 and 2 on Friday. And... Uh, you didn't save Ghostbusters 2 for New Year's Eve? No, I, I have a <laughs> personal plan for that, actually. I'm I'm going to watch Return of the Jedi, okay. and I'm going to try and time it so that we're celebrating and singing Yub Nub right, right as the ball drops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> completely off, well, not off topic, but really like off list topic, uh, along trying to plan something to coincide with like Stroke of Midnight. I saw something today that said if you start this, the song Blind by Korn, at a very specific time at like 11:59 and certain seconds that just as it's hitting midnight Jonathan Davis screams out the are you ready part <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many of those things exist hey. where someone's like oh cue you know whatever it is up oh, at yeah. a certain point so that at midnight yeah, there's probably a list out there somewhere there's one out there for every way you party yeah <laughs> yeah there's something out there for whatever you do and you know uh the but back to the two watching them and it was just like you know i can't fucking wait for this movie like all the more yeah. and i watched there's a new series based that came from like the toys that made us there's the movies that made us and yep. they have one that's focused on ghostbusters and i actually watched that mm -hmm. uh the day before and i was like shit now i have to watch those movies right now um, those were interesting sarah and i watched that one and the one on die hard yeah i did that too and, uh, yeah, like, I, th this is the first time in a long time on my anticipated list that there is not a Marvel or Star Wars movie. And it might be the first time ever, if I'm not mistaken, that it's not Marvel or Star Wars. the three or four years we've done it, that yes, probably, that, that is probably right. I've done right. it since 2016, I believe. I think that was as far back as my list went. And I just look at it and everything I see is Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, all at the top of my list. And, uh, so I am really glad for that, honestly, that there's something else out there that is that appealing and it's, I'm super glad that it's Ghostbusters. Let's put it that way. Uh, Andy, we'll just sort of run over to your number one since it's the same movie. Anything you want to add? Um, 
I'm just super excited about it. Short yeah. and sweet. I mean, we I talked like about this not long ago. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, get our full impressions there. Uh, so on to Josh's number one then. Uh, this the, the the weird black sheep here. Yeah. Um, there he not is. Ghostbusters, you would, blasphemy. I was surprised as I was whittling this down that this Fast and Furious Nine. Sta- oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I also <laughs> noticed that did not make anybody's list. By the way, it's on my honorable mentions. I was going to bring it up. <laughs> um, I knew this was going to be in the ten. And I'm really shocked that as I was rearranging, I just left it where it is. Um, number one is Halloween Kills. This is the sequel I, to the, the reboot of of the Halloween, so the, the the reignition, I'll call it, of the Halloween franchise. Uh, we're gonna get back to back in uh, October of twenty and October twenty one. Uh, at least these two sequels, which hopefully maybe finally or just the end um but i enjoyed this reignition enough that if they're gonna if they're gonna keep going i i think i liked it enough that if i had like pick one movie that i know no matter what i am not nervous about that i know will get me pumped it's around halloween time my favorite time of year um it's just it yeah sits at at the top Fair enough. I think for me, the reason like this movie doesn't make my list is similar to what you were saying, in that, that it shouldn't be made. It was a <laughs> fitting end at the end of the last movie, and I would have liked that to be the end. I would have liked Agreed. them to make it the end. So um, it's more. It's not necessarily the fact that I'm not still like pumped to see this because I am. They. they, they but I'm to... also like. They need wrap to earn the, your dollar. Well, no, I'm like, wrap the fucking story up for once. You Fair. know, make a statement that, you know, we don't have to rely on just this character that was created. And that we don't have to rely on, you know, making crazy numbers of sequels. Make a quality film that wraps a story up completely in a final solution. And I'm not talking like Jason goes to hell final. You know, like, actually <laughs> final. Um, yeah. And that's what I want to see, and that's what I thought I had seen with that Halloween movie, but then come the very end of it, you're like, well, then they just locked him in a basement and assumed he burned to death? Guess they needed to leave this open-ended so that they could make more money off of it. And that's where I'm just, like... Just a little bit enough, yeah. They were just this close to making Halloween, this Halloween, into a top-quality movie, not just mm-hmm. fun horror. And they just didn't. And so, like, I'm still pumped. I'm still going to go see it in the theater. I'm just like, I wish I was more pumped. I get you. Uh, Andy, you got anything to add for Halloween? Uh, I didn't see the recognition of it, so I I can't really talk much about it. Sorry okay. for spoilers, my bad. <laughs> Seem, seem... I want to say you spoiled that for me once before. So. Okay, well, <laughs> fair enough. In, in case you forgot, in case you forgot, yeah. and you wipe that clean, that slate clean. We and we don't want to make sure. You so you could that. say, "This is number two. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, 
<laughs> uh, I think we've reached the end. Moving on. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah we're my number one. We already talked about Ghostbusters. Um, so I, it's interesting to me that the three of us actually all have Ghostbusters at the top. So there there is a very high bar for Ghostbusters now, and I'm curious to see where this is going to end up at the end of 2020. Yeah, for and if it if I may like for a group that at least probably among the three of you, if this was a Star Wars year, for instance, that particular movie would probably be in each of your top two most likely there's a good bet yeah um so you guys are like very much on the same wavelength there but you know i think maybe with andy or mike was it you that made the point that like it's i feel like a breath of fresh air this year that yes there are two marvel movies there's a dc movie but they're like for me there's no harry potter movie and there's no star wars movie so like i feel like there's more room in culture and in my brain this year for a couple of different things that hasn't been there. Yeah, I think our favorites for 2020 are going to be very interesting without those big staples in right. it. Yeah, I feel like I'm perfectly fine with that. Like, I don't, I like the in and we've been inundated with a lot of Marvel, a lot of Star Wars for the last several years, and it's been amazing. But like you said, the breath of fresh air a little bit of the release of like all the pressure and buildup that we've dealt with for so long with the Marvel universe mm-hmm. and the same for star Wars, just that buildup of what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Now it's all happened and we've had this, you know, storylines end, and we're okay. And going into this year, we don't have that. We don't have those story threads in these major franchises that we love hanging there. Yeah. So I like that. Um, as a change i'm looking forward to the new story threads that are going to be left hanging there but mm-hmm. i you know i agree I'm, I'm very much into the idea that this year is not looking the same as every one of the, like the last six yeah and here's to hope and ghostbusters doesn't suck i agree <laughs> you hedged no bets on that that's so, right <laughs> all my eggs are in that basket it, the, i only have one movie that was any honorable mention sort of thing left that I didn't mention at all? Does anybody else have any that I didn't have get mentioned? Let's, we'll just quickly go around the yeah, So, Mike, you're up first. Honorable mentions. The only one got? I have that wasn't mentioned in any way is Monster Hunter. Um, if you like the Monster Hunter video I didn't games, even. I didn't even know they were making that. I just saw it on the list just now, so I don't know anything. I never played any of the Monster Hunters. I've always wanted to. Uh, Monster Hunter games are awesome. Um, especially like if you like Godzilla versus Kong and you like uh, that type of thing, it's, you know, you fighting them instead. Maybe not as big in all cases, but it's still Monster Hunter is an awesome game. And this movie, the reason it doesn't make my top 10 and it's just an honorable mention is it's the first time in 16 years that Paul W.S. Anderson is not making a Death Race or Resident Evil title movie. Yeah. But he's still making another video game adaptation. Yes, it's still a video game adaptation. Um, And don't get me wrong, there is no way to make a quality Monster Hunter movie that is in any way um, staying close to the source material. Because the source material is fucking dumb and ridiculous. There is no, like, the story's (laughs) not there. This is just to watch, like, I'm excited to see this movie just for the action of what they do with monsters and fighting them and everything like that and how they played the story. 
is not going to matter as much. Um, so yeah, he he has some fun action sequences. Mia Jovovich is returning uh, to is. lead the cast for this. Um, yeah, it's no surprise for Monster Hunter. Yes. Okay. Um, you've got Mia Jovovich, Ron Perlman, uh, Tony Jaa, good old Ti Tip Harris, or Dave, as we know him in the Marvel universe. Uh, and a bunch again, a bunch of the people you've never heard of after that. Um, and it looks like Tony Jaw is playing the hunter. Huh. Um, and like one of the only press photos out for it, you can see Tony Jaw holding a great sword of some sort. It looks like, like like a bone sword. Looks awesome. Um, it like it just looks like it's. It's going to be a Paul W.S. Anderson movie. <laughs> the plot is not going to matter. Just enjoy the action. Fair enough. Um, Andy, we'll swing it over to honorable mentions for you. I have re- you written down for Dune, Bad Boys, Eternals, and Top Gun for your honorable mentions. Are there any others that we didn't talk about? Uh, yes. Um, New Mutants. Yeah, okay. That may finally see the yeah, light of day. I gave up on Maybe. putting that movie yeah. on my lists. It's been there for like two and a half years <laughs> on different lists. I was just like, you know what? I can't include it anymore. Maybe if I don't put it on a list, yeah. it'll actually get released. <laughs> right. And I'm I'm somewhat curious and want to go see Birds of Prey. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm actually surprised it didn't make anyone's list. Yeah. Um, Neither did... And then two movies that I didn't even know were happening that just by reading the synopsis got me excited. One was called Raya and the Last Dragon. It's an animated movie coming from Disney later this year. Mm-hmm. It sounded cool. And um, I've always been sort of, uh, I don't know if obsessed is a good word, but I've always been really into like the King Arthur legend. Uh, and there's a movie called Green Knight coming out, which is uh, a tale of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Hmm. Nice. All right. I haven't heard of those yeah, last I hadn't, two. I hadn't heard or seen anything about Green Knight. So check that out. Um, Josh, you got any more honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, just maybe three or four that literally had no mention. Um, on my personal one otherwise like bad boys is there uh birds of prey actually was which is an amendment to a statement i made like just before we started this i think i said only one dc movie was coming out but because i kind of forgot about this one here's number two um <laughs> number two uh so this actually hits first in february i think um other ones that we didn't like mention whatsoever uh there's a blumhouse uh movie coming out on valentine's day uh which is like a horror fantasy um, reimagining of Fantasy Island. Oh, I heard that about I've seen that one. A trailer for that looks pretty intriguing to me. Um, what else is around? Oh, uh, there's a Pixar. I think it's Pixar uh, coming in June called Soul. Oh uh, yeah, that does look interesting. Um, looks like maybe I don't know if it's New Orleans per se, but like Life of a jazz uh performer that looks that looks pretty cool it's on my calendar there you go <laughs> see the, the, the calendar is a good thing to have um let me just is there anything? i guess that's about it anything that's like worth mentioning okay. yeah that's good enough 
Uh, I mean, Pixar's got the other one out, coming out too. Onward. Yeah, that, that's. I like the point. trailer for that. Yeah, that's it's on my calendar to make my honorable mentions, yeah, but that's coming for me. I'm hoping. I think we maybe talked about this in some kind of setting recently. I hope that ends up being better than it looks so far. Yeah, the trailers aren't great, but it's interesting enough to get me through the door. Yeah. If you read me the premise, I would be more excited than the trailer. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, honorable mentions for me, I think a lot of them we talked about. Bill and Ted, Death in the Nile, Eternals, Dune. Um, Uncharted I have on there, even though I'm fairly confident it's not coming out this year. I just threw it on there in case it makes yeah. it. Um, And I did put Fast and Furious 9 on my honorable mentions. I... Boo. That series, I, I, hey, I will still see the series. <laughs> I'm shocked it doesn't have uh, trailers or a title or anything, because I, I, I saw that's supposed to be out in what, yes. May? Something like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be a summer blockbuster. I'm surprised. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets delayed, too. I would bet. Whether or not they push it to the next year or to sometime later this year or next I'd year. I bet your honorable mentions has the highest earning movie of the year right there worldwide. <laughs> Which is sad, yeah. But, I mean, it gives me a little bit more confidence that Justin Lin is coming back to direct who directed some of my favorite... The favorite stretch of Fast and Furious movies for me was directed by Justin Lin. So the last couple hit or misses were not him, and I am I'm curious to see how he comes back so he, around. He and, was, what, and four, and five, and six? Uh, I think even three also, but four, five, and six was my stretch where okay. those are my favorites, and that's all him. Uh, so yeah, I want to see, see how that ends up. Even if they end up in space, I'm going to go see it. <laughs> that's so around good. I know you keep saying that the last few years. I think... That is going to be the culmination, like Fast, no. Fast and the Furious yeah. X. Fast and Furious 10. Yeah. They're going to be in space. On the goddamn moon. Nope. It's going to be like SpaceX, and they're going to use that logo as the <laughs> No, no, no. They're, they're going to be the Space Force. Son of a bitch. They're going to be oh, the, fir- the first recruits to Space Force. And They're uh, going to remake Armageddon, but with the Fast and Furious Yeah, whip team. around the moon. Where, where uh, they, they have, have to go punch a meteor. Shot the moon. <laughs> they have to do burnouts on the asteroid to break it up. <laughs> 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 um, all right. So actually, r- real quick, note, I, I thought of two more to throw in. Uh, okay. The first is called Rhythm Section that comes out late January. It's this like pretty intense uh, Lively, thriller. Right? Yeah, I I gotta say, I think I'm rather impressed with the project choices that Blake Lively has made the last couple of years. You know, she took a few years off mm. after you know starting her family, and when she came back, like half of them, it's like she and it's fine. It's like she doesn't care whether they're big blockbusters or they're big movies but they're just rather intriguing like her her turn in a simple favor with anna kendrick was really unnerving in a lot of cases and i think the the previews for this rhythm section movie make it look really friggin' intense um so I'm, i'm down for that and then there's this other one in april called monster problems which is different than monster hunter this is an adventure comedy um, but the cast includes Jessica Henwick and Michael Rooker and Dylan O'Brien, who after the uh, Maze Runner movies and American Assassin, I will see anything this dude does. Um, yeah. It's just, it looks really cool. It says a um, young man learns how to survive a monster apocalypse. Uh, with the help of an expert hunter, I am hoping to God Michael Rooker is that expert hunter. Uh, but that looks really fun. So the, yeah, those are my last two last minute editions. Trying to think, like I feel like there was one that I, and I don't remember if I put it on one of my lists before. I don't know. There was, 
I don't know if it's called like boss level or something. I feel like there was some sort of comedy about an office setting somehow in a video game, unless I'm mixing up Free Guy with something else I thought I read at some point. But no, I it slipped my mind. It started coming back to me when Josh was talking about this last one, and I'd have to look it up to see what the hell I'm talking about. But I think there was something similar to that that I'm thinking of, but if... I can't officially say what it is because I can't remember when it's coming. I thought it was sometime this year that it got... I, I, th- I thought it was on one of my lists from previous year that then got pushed to this year, but... I didn't immediately see something on my list from last year that jogged my memory. I did find something called Boss Level. It doesn't really have an official release, just says generically 2020, but I don't know what type of movie you thought it might be, because this is listed as a It was more of a comedy from what I remember. Okay, maybe not then. Yeah, this says uh, a retired special forces officer is trapped in a never-ending loop on the day of his death, which kind of sounds like Happy Death Day or Live, Die, Repeat. Edge of tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. right? Um, I mean, it looks interesting. Like Joe Carnahan directs, Annabelle Wallace, Mel Gibson, uh, Frank Grillo. That does sound like actually, that does sound like the movie I'm talking about. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they kicked it somewhere else. Like it's a direct to DVD, or I don't remember seeing that on a like the theater release schedule. Unless I just missed it. I don't think so because it doesn't have an actual date. Just generically, still has 2020 attached to it. Yeah. So that might have been it. Yeah, that might be what I'm thinking of. Either way, we'll see if that comes out to anything. I don't know what to expect, but I think the at some point the premise that I read for that sounded interesting. I, I can't, it's, it'll be on my maybe my my calendar list. I don't know if I can put it on honorable mentions, but just something else to throw out there for people to check out. Maybe. Um. All right. Uh. Last call for any other movies to talk about. Otherwise, I think it's good enough to wrap up. Yep. Yeah, and uh, just in addition to this, I'd say in the next couple of weeks, remember to look forward to that upcoming uh, horror discussion that Mike and I will have, and if anyone else from the listening audience wants to jump on there, let us know. And at some point we have to uh, get together probably at the start of next year to go over our top 10 of 2019. So keep an eye out for that one also. Um, All right. So if you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to follow or subscribe to the show wherever you listen, Spotify, iTunes, Google, any of that. We're on anchor. Now you can find us there. Uh, Search us on Facebook, bright guys, super friends, or go to facebook.com slash bright guys, super friends. You can send us questions, topic, comments, topic suggestions, uh, any of that stuff there. Uh, tweet us at BG Super Friends, or you can try to email us, BrightGuysSuperFriends at gmail.com. It's, it'll be in the log somewhere down the line that we'll get to eventually. Uh, on behalf of Andy, Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.